Boys. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. We're back. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I don't know. I didn't know if people wanted us back after the Patreon episode. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was worried, you know. Yeah, it wasn't that good, but <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it was a good good episode. Well, whether they wanted us or not, we're back, I guess. Was the last one we did the in-person? Uh, I think so. Damn, it has been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Well, How- break it down and we'll get into it. Yeah, sounds good. You guys know that one? No, but it sounded awesome. It sounds familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. It's been out a while. This one came out back in like uh, February of this year on 20 Bucks Spin. It's that album Gravesend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Methods of Human Disposal. It's got the like nun with the newspaper pope Pope shot. shot. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's good. I, I listened to it at the time and I have it on my phone and I keep... I, I keep coming back to it, like here and there. Like uh, it's like one that's stuck with me. You know, I mean, it's like since February, so obviously it's pretty fucking good if it stuck sticks with you that long. But mm-hmm. you know, gr- it's pretty grindy, but like got it's got enough death metal in there. I think for for people who maybe you know, like us, who maybe spend more time on the death metal. Mm-hmm. But it's intense. It's fucking fast. It's crushing. It's but the production that you know, I really like the production on it. Yeah, I listened to it and I really liked it, but it's not like sticking with me for some reason. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it didn't for me at first, but then like I would turn. You know how like when uh, I don't know when I my phone when it automatically connects to my like my car, it'll just start playing something. Yeah, it, it'll like play this one. Like I don't know why, but so many times it'll play a track from it, and I don't plan on listening to it, and then I'm like, fuck, that was good, and then I'll just like. Go and click it. And then it's just happened so many times that like it's not even by choice. Like I haven't really went back to it by choice that much. And now I'm like, oh, this is fucking really good. Huh. So it just randomly went to it? Yeah. Because <laughs> mine will just go to like the same album every single time I get in my car. And I'm, oh, <laughs> it's probably like my number one. It's probably my album of the year. So I'm not mad, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mine will, mine will randomly pick. It'll like shuffle oh. or something. I don't know, but. That's fucked up, boys. Mine only plays the last shit that I was listening to. Well, we don't all have really? Teslas. That's bullshit, though. That doesn't. <laughs> that's a, that doesn't even really work that nice with that. So. No. Well, like, it wasn't a bad have, thing in this situation. Do you have Apple CarPlay? Uh, yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Maybe it's my phone. I I don't know, but. Yeah. Like I said, it worked out. It was good. It was good. It was a good thing. But, um. Anyway, so I guess breaking down the episode. We don't have anything too like uh, too specific today. We're just kind of going to go through what we're listening to. I mean, it's been fucking forever, so, you know, go through all that kind of shit. And then um, 
had had asked for topics on Instagram and got quite a few. So I don't know. We'll run through whatever ones we feel like answering and just fucking see what comes of that. And then we got a pretty long interview with Phantom Slaughter from the band Worm, which that album's coming out this Friday. So this will probably come out. It'll already that'll be already be out. So hopefully everyone's already listened to it. But super good interview. He we we bullshitted quite a bit, talked about the band and the new album, but then like we spent a good amount of time. He gave me like oh shit, how many was it? Maybe like ten or thirteen of his favorite, <laughs> like like lesser known funeral doom, like, you know, gems. So demos, EPs, whatever, just like stuff that you wouldn't really know. So so yeah, so it was it was a good interview. Check it out. And I, I'm not, I didn't bring that album up as like a clip, but if we weren't doing the interview, it would be definitely in one of my listening to picks because that album is just fucking great. I mean, it's, Stan, have you checked out any of the, any of the songs from it or no? No, I haven't. Worm, Foreverglade. It's, it's worth checking out. It's, it's somewhere in the like death doom slash funeral doom category, but it's got a lot of just good death metal too. So it's one of the best of the year for sure. But so yeah, give that, give that one a listen at the end. Who wants to start us off? Stan. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do clip one. That was uh, made like I think by like twelve year olds or something. What? <laughs> uh, that is the band. I don't know. They look fucking young as shit though. Uh, Morbific. Oh, okay. From Finland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I checked this one out, dude. That was dude, the, fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, dude. These kids look like they're like they're kids. Really? Like, yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just a picture, a bad picture. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking just finished death metal revival, I guess. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Those vocals, goddamn. Yeah, just filthy. Yeah, that was filthy disgusting. Slow. Disgusting. <laughs> Mixed with the like, kind of like Swedish sound too, though. You know, kind of, but it's pretty Finnish. I guess Listen just the in whole the thing. just in the tone more so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get because I, I did. I listened to some at least some of this one. I thought it was cool. 
It was catchy. Cool. And sh- I mean, not ca- cool. catchy is the wrong word, to- but it's got some good riffs. Cool. Yeah, cool is a weird word to describe what I just listened to. What did you think of it? <laughs> I thought it was fucking disgusting. I liked it, um, but a, a little old school, but at the same time, disgusting as fuck. So well, they just they nail the old school finished sound like mm, yeah. so good. Yeah, weird. And that was fucking dirty. So at first, honestly, I was like, why Do the me fuck in. is... I mean, I judged it at first. I was like, why is he bringing up this old shit? But then I was like, wait a minute, it's probably some... Yeah, no, it's it not, came out like but... I forget what... Oh, that was uh, Ominous Sleep of Purity, uh, May 1st this year. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. That's uh, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Morbific. The whole album's Morbific. Like, good like that? Yeah, it's just it's a it's a finished death metal throwback. It's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. a, lot, a lot of bands, even though, like, I would say, like, maybe... Desecracy, you know, yeah, they get into it, but they're weird as shit too. Yeah, you know, this is just a full finished death metal throwback, and not a lot of bands do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to it again because I think I kind of like threw it in the back burner, like, oh, this is good, but you know, I didn't oh, really... it's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I like that. I like that clip a lot, dude. I was <laughs> fucking headbanging. <laughs> All right, what about you, Shoddy? All right, let's go ahead and listen to two. Yeah, boys. Uh, so that was a solo project, actually. I found out after the fact. It's called The Oriental Sun, and the album is The Majestic Phoenix Arises from Centuries of Hibernation. And that was actually the song, The Majestic Phoenix. I'm not going to read the rest of it. So wait a minute. Yada, yada, the, the, band, the band yeah. was, what was it? The band is named The Oriental Sun. I've never heard of that. And the album is The Majestic Phoenix. That was one person? Yada. Yeah, I guess it's a solo project of hmm. some K. Hevelty. He used to be in Crown of Horns, Men Attack, and right now he's in Bestial Hordes, I hmm. guess. So this is just, uh, I guess, yeah, some solo shit. But um, yeah, it's heavy as fuck the whole way through. There's some real nice melodies, some nice solos. Pretty fucking brutal, but at the same time, real decent. I guess it's like, I don't know, some lyrical concept. I don't really read into that too much. Yeah. About some the fall and rise of Eastern civilizations. I don't know. You can read the the Bandcamp for for more info about that. But the album art's fucking awesome. I like that a lot. So, but powerful, yeah, powerful like dude. That was, <laughs> I mean, it just it felt like everything was like powerful, like heavy. That was cool. Yeah, it's a it's a real good like um, 
fuck shit up music or like if you wanted to go to the gym or something because every mm. yeah you're right it is really really just energetic the entire time and kind of like marchy right. so yeah yeah just based off that I, I felt like I, I could be into it I mean it was it was a short clip but it was it was cool I'm more, I'm more intrigued by who this dude is I never heard of any of this bestial hordes yeah I don't yeah. I thought crown of horns was a bigger band though yeah I don't know I don't I don't hear a lot of stuff out of Malaysia either it sounds no. cool yeah, good one. No, what do you have, Jason? All right, I guess we're keeping it. We'll keep it on the death metal road. I got. I've got some. All mine are a little different today, but this one is probably my most standard. solo sounds so much better after a couple of beers too beautiful <laughs> beautiful what, what, what was that masterpiece uh, sir? i've talked about these well this guy i guess kind of this guy a few times but that's uh fetid zombie oh mm. okay okay yeah yeah the, the you know mark uh mark riddick mm-hmm. the illustrator you know most people know him because he does all the he does a million album covers shirt designs all that kind of <sighs> shit but Man, more, more. I feel like more people need to fucking listen to Fetid Zombie, his project. Is, the, is that Transmutations? Yes. Son of a bit. It's literally been on my to listen to, and I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but fuck. Yeah, okay. Listen um, to it. And what song was that off of it? Uh, that was the first track. I don't know how exactly you say it, but it, it's like Chrysopia, Chrysopia, yeah, something fine. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's, there's only like um, eight, I think eight, seven, eight tracks on it. It's like 35 minutes, but man. Six, six but you're good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Six. They're a little, they're, you know, they're a little longer tracks. But and dude, stuff that was like a that. fucking banger, though. I was really, really digging that. At Were first, you? The, the, oh, yeah. I, yeah. The, I mean, if you're going to do anything like that with guitar and shit, I'm fucking down. Yeah. So, and then the lyrics were there, too. I guess I've I should sent, say the vocal style was there. But. I always th- I've thought about you with this band because I feel like it's like, I know you don't always get on with some of the older school death metal type stuff, but with this band, they always have the like solos and like more melodic stuff going on. Like I've sent it to you before because they'll have like um, Malcolm from Inferi 
get like he guests on this album and like the guy from Arsis with uh I can't think of his name right now, but the guy from Arsis, he's like almost always on his stuff. Cause this guy's always putting out like little splits or little two, three track re- releases. And it's just, that, well, see, I think good. that was the issue is I have so much shit to try to listen to. I think the last one that I listened to was like, uh, one still cosmos or something mm-hmm. maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But I, after that, I don't, I mean, it's you're right. It's just good. a bunch of shit all the time. So it's all so good. And I just, yeah, and it's like so up my alley because it's like it doesn't sound modern. It's, you know, it's rooted in the 90s, but it doesn't sound like there's no trends to it. Like it's never he's never doing anything that's like whatever's like it doesn't sound like any other death metal release from this year. I think that's what I like about it. Like it's just its own thing. It gets a little bit death doomy at times. It gets weird. It gets like a little bit cosmic. There's synths like I don't know, but it, there's always a little bit of melody, but still fucking death metal and the guest solos and all the guitars in it is just perfect. <clears> so <throat> I love it. Sandy, you ever get into them? Yeah, I bought a couple of his cassettes. I haven't listened to this one because I, tr- I went to buy it and it like sold out really quick. I think mm. it was a cassette and I just never got it after that. So I never checked it out. But yeah, I got gotcha. I just bought the CD. Good. Yeah. Good. You know, he's going to send you like a million things. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we were using his coasters when we uh, recorded that one episode. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know though. I don't really hear like the, like in terms of especially like this year. Like I don't know. I haven't heard this one come up that much. I know in our Facebook group it's come up a few times recently, so that's cool. But I don't know. I was I can't wait to listen to it. So I wonder if this is a good time to to bring up one of the topics, being that we just did all this death metal. Yeah, should let's I do, do another it, clip yeah, first, or well, no, fuck maybe uh, let's do this first. Mix let's it up a little bit this yeah. time, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I put out on Instagram, like, give me some some topics or questions or whatever. And uh, <laughs> Sam, he's he's been on the show before. He was on the finished death metal uh, episode, and uh, he's always got strong opinions. And he fucking put uh, talk about how death metal has largely been a fucking joke this year. <laughs> so he's not wrong no that, well, yeah not at all <laughs> i was curious if you guys were kind of no i don't i wouldn't go as far as to say a fucking joke but <laughs> but i mean what what did what did we get this year right i'm i'm waiting yeah um i i brought one of them earlier i'm gonna bring one pretty soon and um yeah but <laughs> it's it. also october though and you're bringing them to us now so yeah he's not far off dude that's what it's, I said it, to him, man. I said, slow. I can't argue that that much. I've been feeling that way this year. It's not, I don't think it's the strongest death metal year. Like, I think you can, you can find enough really good albums that you're going to really have, you know, a good time with. But as far as like stuff that you're bringing and you're always going to listen to again, it doesn't feel like that kind of year for me, like for at least for the kind of death metal I like. Yep. You yeah, guys no, definitely like, yeah, I mean like. Like that morbific, I'm gonna that probably gonna be on my, my list. You know, you got like stuff like Enfleshment. You got stuff like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> You're such a son of a bitch, dude. I love it though. No, I love it. <laughs> no, he's. I mean, he hit it. Like, yeah. There's just there's okay. The thing about this year is there's good death metal albums, but like the ones I'm thinking of, they're different. They're weird. They're yeah. You know, I mean, they're rooted in death metal, but they're not death metal like we think. Yeah, there's a lot you know, of that. Right, I agree with that. Like, more offshoots from death metal, that's good. But if you're just talking death metal, I just feel like it's not as strong. No, absolutely not. I mean, I can think of, like, 
three. Like, <laughs> like my, yeah, like my bigger ones, like well, the one I just talked about, obviously. Though I've brought them all up on the show mostly, like that Snet album with the orange cover on it. I still yeah, really yeah, think yeah. That, that's a really good one. And like Universally Estranged, that one's like kind of sci-fi and shit. Like I, I really like both of those. But like, that one's like techy. Yeah, but still. You know, it's different. It's not like just I'd death- still throw it in. Yeah, yeah. I'd still classify yeah. it. But yeah, I see what I see what you're saying, but I'm going to go ahead and say for me, like Laceration, I you know, I brought that one up. I thought that was really good. It's what pretty thrashy there? though. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, is. Gonna, but still, you know what I mean? Like, Stan, at still. what point do we take away his privileges to speak on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's two in a row, dude. It's two in a row. Uh, no, they count, man. They count. I know. I'm fucking with you. And the other stuff, yeah, it's like offshoots. Like I brought up Liquid Visceral, but that's kind of grindy. And like that one I brought up, I mean, yeah. I, tons of good music. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying bad music, but I'm just saying like as far as death metal goes. I feel like we've had stronger years. That's all. Like uh-huh. I've been searching, but. I mean, it. it We've had really, really, really strong years, so it's it's okay for a, it to be a down year, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, man, maybe that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. hey, take a break from it, and like, there's plenty of other good music coming out, so it's not like it's end of the world, you know? Yeah. There's other shit out there. Did Stan, did you get a chance to listen to that 200 stab wounds yet? I have not. No. Okay, me neither. I'm wondering, like, oh, well, maybe that'll be one that'll be pretty good, you know? Yeah. And plus, offshoots of death metal has been where it's at. Like I said, that worm one. I wouldn't classify that as like straight death metal, but it's, 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 you know, it's in the family and like shit like that, funeral doom type stuff or, you know, the next clip I'll be bringing up shit like, you know, offshoots has been strong, but yeah, I don't yeah. think he's wrong is what, uh, is what I'm saying. I, I agree for the most part, for the most part, maybe not as strong deep feelings as him on that, but I think, yeah, I don't, I, I'm just compared yeah. I'm comparing it to like black metal. They're having like a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, there's really good black and CDs. Yeah. Well, a couple of surprises could still be here, I guess. We still got another couple months, right? Yeah. And if not, well, fucking hell, we got a million albums from the last three, four mm-hmm. years that have been great. So exactly. Totally fine with me. But yeah, we're, like I said, it's it's about time for a melodic death metal comeback. Yes, it <laughs> really there's is, been some dude. really strong ones this year. So it maybe really we're on is. a trend. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, okay. Let's continue on, I guess. Um, Stan, I think we're back to you. All right. Let's just do two. We'll, we'll break it up.
That's a German melodic death metal band, Obscurity. Um, <laughs> the album, Scuff. Fuck, uh, Skogum Errors. Ah, fuck, I don't know. Give Skogum us a link, give us a link. All right, we've got one. kind of wish they yeah. would stay in Obscurity. <laughs> Dude, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It wasn't my favorite, but it was just a taste no. thing. It's, it's just like, you know. Yeah, German, so it's always, I like I like hearing different. Now. Yeah, I like hearing different parts of the world doing this kind of music because I just love it so much. So it's like, you know, like picking it apart, but the very amount of Marthish, you know, mm-hmm. marching, yeah. treading, you know, I just, yeah, like I said, melodic death was having a pretty good year so far. So, what was a couple mm. of the other ones you get? You brought up a few this year, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Althema, Dungeon Serpent. Uh, Wait, did you bring up Dungeon Serpent or no? No, I didn't, but... Because I was just listening to it this week, and I almost brought it in today. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> but see, that... Okay, so that's the kind that I... Well, yeah, it really like, sounds that. like the death metal, but it's, you know, it's very it's melodic. melodic. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's such a good fucking... It's like an EP or something, I think, but... Yeah, but no, there's been seriously a lot, like, and even if you'd okay. like the blackened one, like, maybe more on the blackish side, but still got that feel, like, there's so many good melodic albums coming out this year okay okay yeah but we'll this one i just it more. was like fun like albana marth like let's tread through snow kind of you know yeah back totally to that get kinda. that yeah it's just good it's nothing nothing special it's just i loved it yeah yeah no i i was hearing that i was like this is good it wasn't something i was gonna go buy or anything but like it yeah, was, it was, yeah it was good yeah shoddy you like it yeah dude i was i was liking it i'm just telling you guys it's it's not, it's like on a little upward trend i'm loving it <laughs> <laughs> hey it's time i guess mm-hmm all right. Um, well, I guess we'll go in order. Let's do clip two. the solos today <laughs> dude yeah dude, i love a good solo man 
I'm always talking about fucking give me more solos. That's the I, problem I, I had with like the death, a lot of death metal. It's like there's not enough fucking solos, man. Give me a good solo. Not just shred solos, like some good shit like this, man. Like some nice melodic shit. Yes. Throw that in there, man. I love it. But that was um that was the uh, project uh, or the band Dream Unending. That's the one with Derek from Two Mold and then Justin from Innumerable, Innumerable Forms. And uh fucking hell, man. It's just that one that, oh that track was Encipher I Weep. And mm. I'm curious because Stan, you said you you were actually digging this quite a bit, which I didn't think I don't know, I didn't think you were gonna like it. Yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, I I, do, I really do like it. Like it was different, and it's uh looking forward to the other rest of it. But I was really digging that one, dude. It's like you guys were talking about breath of fresh air. This thing is such a breath of fresh air. It's like, you know, it's hard to classify it because it's in the like the death doom category. I know Derek was calling it like dream dream doom. I think he was saying, which makes a lot of sense. But it's it's so all over the place. But it. Or, Nah, it's not all over the place, but there's just so many influences in it. But it just doesn't sound like any other type of Death Doom type of band out there. It's beautiful. That's the only way I can really, I can only say it. And, Where uh, and when can we get this? The full thing comes out uh, November, it's kind of late, November 14th? Or uh, it's a fucking cock tease. Something around, yeah, something around there. There's two tracks out right now. And because uh, there's only like shit, six six songs, seven songs on the album, and a lot of long tracks. So if they if they were, they probably put out, I think they're gonna put out one more single still, and so you'll get to hear a, a lot of it, you know. But it is late, so I'm gonna be pissed, man, if people do their end of the year lists. You know how that goes every year. Everyone's got them fucking out November fifteenth or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they like, will. Wait, they will. They will. They'll fuck up. Yeah, but. Yeah, dude, it's a beautiful fucking thing. Beautiful album, and I guess, spoiler alert, because we'll, we did a long interview about this one. Two two hours, two hours plus, something like that. So, And it was a video one. We did our first like video interview, so that'll be out. Probably, I think we're going to wait until the album comes out. We'll put that one out. But yeah, dude, if you haven't listened to these singles, go listen to them. They're on 20 bucks spin. I'm not even going to say that much more because it will be such a long interview about it. We'll talk about it forever, but... If you want something fresh in like the death metal, death doom, honestly, not even just metal, just whatever music, like then just go check it out. And I'm glad, Stan, I'm glad you were liking it. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So back to you, Shadi. Yeah, that's fine now. Something a little familiar to the show.
Keeping the shred going. Yeah, keeping the shred going. <laughs> that was good, man. And Fury? Yeah, that's the new album, Biogenesis. Uh, came out the beginning of last month, and I listened to it once real quick. It didn't digest it, and then got around to listening to it again a little bit more. And yeah, it fucking shreds. How yeah. does it stand up? Uh, good question. So I think it's just an evolution of the sound. So I feel like they're not necessarily toning it back a little bit, but not going 150 all the time. There's a little bit more break in some of, you know, what people would have called chaos before. And I think the melody is starting to stick out a lot more than it has in some of the other. I mean, it's always been a theme, and that's one of the reasons why I've always loved them is because of the melody. But I just feel like it's a little bit darker toned now, um, but it's still definitely there. So, yeah, yeah, it's a great album. Um, that was From Exile to Exaltation. Yeah, a short album. The only gripe, I guess I would say, Fucker's only about eight songs long comes in at I feel like just over about like 45 minutes or some shit i don't know it's not that long i don't know man 45 minutes sounds pretty good for lots of shred and lots of stuff going on that's true that's true you don't want to wear out your welcome you know no you're right you're right i guess i just don't know what i'm used to i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah i'm an asshole i bought this like two weeks ago and i still haven't listened to it mm. yeah Good. Yeah, it's like, just it is a good album like i said a little bit darker than before which is kind of the the way she's trending i like the clip man i i didn't love their last one but i liked the melody in that one it has it had some good riffing like underneath all that soloing it was cool yeah i agree yeah. the one before and, that was awesome but the last one huh. yeah i forget what it was about it that i didn't love i mean i've never been that big on the band but like i think some of the older stuff maybe it had more melody in it like yeah well that's what i'm saying with like the darkness like the other one was a little bit more brighter in the melody and they were kind of like triumphant songs right this is kind of like we're just fucking trudging through the sewers or trudging through mm -hmm. the mud like well, we've been in the battle for so long now that it's just fuck now like let's just keep the meat grinder going so <laughs> okay yeah that i guess that's just the vibe that i get before you know things were more triumphant and just like all about victory and now it's just like fuck it so yeah okay stan speaking of shit you haven't got to did you ever get to the new carcass oh, i yeah, have not dude. actually that was your fucking one assignment dude, slap I, I know and i i think i don't know i just uh, <laughs> i've been waiting for you to write the next carcass song <laughs> It's good, dude. You said you could do it. No, I think you. I think it got kind of turned off because there was there was you saying like it wasn't the greatest thing ever, and then what about me? I said it was good. I know. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. No, but a couple other people said that was like underwhelming. Like, well, they're fucked in the head. Just listen to the album. Yeah, I know. I know. I should. I gotta give my own opinion for it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I still want to hear. Because yeah. some people like it, man. Some people really like it. It's not unanimous that it, you know, I just said it was fine, you know? That's all. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I want, I still want to hear what you have to say. But, okay. anyways, we got, we got one more, right? Yes.
Well, what'd you think? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up like that. Because I was like, oh, what is this? I'm digging this. I'm digging this. So like, now I know I like it, even though I don't know who it is. Yeah, it I'm isn't. in the same boat. I like it, but who is it? It's Noroth. Remember, I bought them up last year. They were like number three on my list. The dirty, yeah. grimy death metal. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Fucking, they're just, it's so... It's so catchy. It is. It's so catchy because the grooves they put into it. But like, I I think they're just trying to be like ultra grimy and they just hit it on the nail. Like, I don't know. It's just like a, it's a perfect, uh, did you guys ever get around to that one from last year? Yeah, it was real good. Yeah, it's just like the perfect like uh, follow up to it. It just keeps on going with the, it's still different. Still, you can tell they're maturing. But, like, this still got all the qualities of that last one, and I just fucking love this band. So, wait, they have a whole album out? Yeah, yeah. Put another Dude, one out this year. It's called like, Heartbringer. Why do I not know about it, you know? Yeah, um, it's like one of those ones I keep, uh, it was in September, mid- mid-September. I keep kind of almost, like, forgetting about them. Like, I bought it right away, got the cassette right away. Oh, but like I never like go back to it a lot, and then I would like just put it on the other day. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot. I gotta bring this band up. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dang man. But it's seriously such a. It's just as good as the last one. Like, and it's just the grooves and it's yeah. Like Shadi said, it's just catchy. Yeah, dude, just like that mid pace, mm-hmm. fucking just heavy, groovy. Yeah, dude, I love the last one. This one sounds great, but it's, yeah, I just love this band because they're like they're obviously in this like whole revival thing but they're kind of doing their own thing like it's it's different enough to where like you just don't lump it like with everything else to me at least you know right right yeah Yeah. this band's like very promising yeah i'm gonna listen to this probably first thing tomorrow (laughs) because yeah i remember listening to the last one being like late to the party after you brought it up and then I was telling I you just, guys, I, I brought it up early, out. too. You did. No, you did. You for sure did. This is definitely a, a year bringing. All right. You guys ready for my last one? I am. All right. So this is the weird one. I don't know if you guys are going to like it, but it will at least continue the theme of some fucking good guitars, at least. So let's, let's see.
All right. Somebody was going to say something. That's one of those. That's one of those clips that uh, you need to go back and dissect. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck did I just listen to? I liked Ooh. it, but then it was weird, and then we were wow. in the mountains. It sounded like, and then there were birds, and then like, what the f- was it? A Bob Ross painting? Like, what the fuck? Dude, it's it's weird as shit. The band is called Baselvat. B A A Z L V A A T. The album's called The Higher Power. And that track, okay, I don't know. It's number nine. It, it looks like psilocybin, but it's like psilocybasm. I don't know. But yeah, man, it's fucking weird. I don't know. It's a it's a mix of everything. It's like it's definitely got black metal to it, but then again, it's got a whole lot of like 70s like fucking folk and like psychedelic and i don't know people in the comments have like thin lizzie and dude it's it's everything it, it's just one of the most weird and like i don't give a fuck kind of albums i've ever heard or I, that i've heard in a while i'll say that it sounded like it was recorded in the 70s yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess we should bring that up the production it's like a big hurdle for some, for most people, probably I don't expect like a lot of people to love it. Yeah, but it's 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 I mean, hard it to listen like they, to. That's my is. problem with it. Like I feel I, you. I was kind of digging what they were doing, but it's just like it's so hard to hear sometimes. You guys are bitches. <laughs> it needs to be sound nice and polished. In the I'm production. not saying that. <laughs> I think it's. I love awesome. the grimy shit. Like I love the dirty shit, but like. Make it a little bit easier. That's what I, that's my only gripe. Well, this is their debut, okay. you know, so I think they're doing what they have. I'm sure part of it is maybe aesthetic, but um, yeah, yeah it sounds like a bedroom recording. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it sounds like a live recording almost. But like I'll, anyone out there who's like at least kind of liked it, give it a good chance. Because I think with an album like this, you put it on, you're like, whoa, that's rough. But your ears kind of adjust to it. And you just start loving it, at least in my opinion. And I kind of, I kind of like that weird ass production because it really does sound like some weird thing that you just found. Like, oh, I found this fucking weird CD from the seventies. Like, it sounds like a hidden gem. You know, it's mm-hmm. got that certain feel to it, which I do like. Now, yeah, like if they put out another one, you know, you could you could make it a little better, but but still keep it like super. Raw. raw sounding yeah i'd be fine with that but this is just what this thing is man it's i mean even the playing on it like extremely good playing the guitar is fucking wild man but like you know not everything is is perfect it's very there's sloppy parts there's mistakes you can hear it all but like it's all kind of part of it you know is there any story know. behind the recording or anything like that or you know i don't know dude i don't know anything about them the only thing that i think is fucking great is they're from flint michigan oh okay. oh fuck yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> so added bonus for me and i think they're pretty young but this kind of thing it comes from like a debut album you know what i mean like there's no expectations they're just like completely yeah doing their own thing i mean it really doesn't fit with anything else but you got me intrigued enough yeah i thought you guys were gonna be like fuck that (laughs) (laughs) no it's intriguing it's intriguing to say the least (laughs) yeah yeah all right cool that's all for me yeah let's go into some of these topics Anyone stand out to you that you wanted to hit on? Um, yeah, I definitely wanted to do that death metal we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, 
How about, uh, I kind of like this one. I didn't give it a whole lot of thought. I didn't give any of these a whole lot of thought, but this one was uh, choose a band to write an original score to a film. So he said you could go on to say, like, what band, what film, or oh, God. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> so easy. Okay, so you start us off. With me? Yeah. I mean, I just like the non-creative one would just to have, like, fucking Cannibal Corpse do a horror from, like, <laughs> like, it'd just be, I don't know. I think it sounds awesome. I don't think I'd pick them. I don't know. The, the, with, I'm, I'm just thinking think. of George's voice for like yeah. the screams and the shrieks <laughs> and all the deep shit for the. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, that was just the first <laughs> thing that came to mind. I don't know why. That's the first. I, <laughs> I went the horror route. Like, well, what band? But then there's like. Man, I could probably sit here forever and just think of bands that would be good for horror. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like Between the Buried and Me would probably do a pretty good job if they had to, like, score a movie. Because they're just used to doing yeah, those they probably epic, yeah, those ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. The, right off the top of my head, like, obviously, Amon Amarth doing some kind oh, of, like, yeah. uh, epic Game of Thrones, <laughs> like, you know, battle movie would be. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. At the same token, why has no war movie ever had Bolt Thrower? Because yeah, they're stupid. You know? they don't, yeah, because Hollywood sucks, dude. That's why. That's it's so always, true. what, a Hans Zimmerman or some bullshit? Like, <laughs> fucking put Bolt Thrower in there, too. You yeah. can have an Oscar on your hands. Yep. I like, uh, I like I'm those. I'm sure Winter Sun could probably do some pretty fucking good uh, yeah, scoring themselves. Well, I was honestly, I thought of just Inseferium back when, you know, Yari was a part of them. So the old yeah. group. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, they could do, I mean, yeah, they could do some fucking good shit. Some, like, old, I don't know, like, hobbish-type stuff with some wars in the in the middle of it, with some fairies in the background. I don't know. It would just work <laughs> out real well. Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the first one that came to my mind would be a completely different route because they're kind of already, like, cinematic or whatever. But do you guys ever listen to Oranzi Pazuzu? No, no, I have not. No? Okay. I think we maybe played them for like a maybe one of our bonus episodes one yeah. time. Yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with them, but I don't know them. No. Same. Yeah. Thing. Yep. It's weird music, but their last album they it's put out weird. especially it is. It's real. It's it's just weird. But the last one especially honestly sounds like it could soundtrack like a like a horror movie. It's real. It's like dark and fucking creepy and and it's and it's not like um, you know. Like Cannibal Corpse, it's just it's death metal, you know. Whereas like something like this, it's like almost more like it almost could be a soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. it's got vocals, but it's weird and there's not really song structures. It's more of like a I don't know. So, it's like a soundtrack almost on its own. Yeah, so like yeah. I I don't know. I felt like they could if you, whether you use that album or they just write their own thing for like a movie. I felt like oh, that would be perfect.
know if I have any other ones. I'm sure we'll go back and say there'll be bands that'll be like, this is the perfect horror movie band, like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, those are the ones I can think of right now. Okay, well, that was... Okay, what about that topic? Shit that, like, albums that, like, either scared you maybe when you were getting into metal or that were, like, fucking oh. shocked you or were unsettling even now. Do you guys Do you guys have no. any albums like that? No, no. Scare, Zero. Scare is a, a rough word. Yeah, no, no album ever right. scared me. I mean, I've got <laughs> creepy vibes from, like, okay, so, like, I still don't know how I feel about this. I do really love it. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, like, Acid Witch, like, their first... <laughs> album is like I don't know how to feel from that like you know what I mean really like, I do love that album which Tannic hallucinations but like it's so creepy and it makes me feel like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's funny to me because that one's more just like it's like fun Halloween yeah yeah but it, it's got music. that feel though it does make you feel different <laughs> creepy <laughs> I'm creeped out by it but like the organ of it no I can't say stuff and all yeah yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Like the first thing I thought of was I go back to when I was earlier into metal and exploring. And I've said this before, I think maybe more in like interviews and shit, but like, like mayhem, like uh, uh day mysterious. When I first heard that it did creep me out, but that was when I was early, I was early on. Like I didn't know much about black metal except for like all the stories. So like, I feel like it was mixing hearing like, okay, this is super dark. These people are legitimately fucking evil is, is what I was thinking at the time. And like, and then you're hearing it and it sounds f- so fucking unlike anything I had heard. Cause it was one of those early black metal albums, you know, yeah. I think maybe I had heard emperor before that, but like not much else. Yeah. So, you know, I was hearing that and I was just like, this is wrong. Like I can't, I cannot listen to these people have like murder. They've done whatever, like, you know, it like it legitimately did kind of scare me, but that was early on. So like, you know, it's a completely different thing. Like now 
it's just like it yeah it still holds like a good creepy vibe to it but you know early on it definitely did yeah i mean you could say that about anything almost really any of that early black metal not just Mm -hmm. them but like a lot of that stuff is just creepy yeah it just makes you feel (laughs) unsettled That's what I was but thinking. I, I was like more like there's a lot of unsettling ones. That's for sure. But uh, you can also say that about like the f- get right. Like f- I'm still not fully like invested in it. But like if you get into like some of the Funeral Doom albums, mm-hmm. it makes you like it just makes you feel like empty and <laughs> lost. <laughs> and <laughs> it changes you, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a mindset. You, you don't, is, don't, that's what I've been listening to lately. Yeah. <laughs> so like unsettlings i can i can get on board with that but like i can't really say no albums really like scared the shit out of me like <laughs> you know shoddy nothing yeah no not really i mean i guess i kind of agreed with you about the mayhem stuff early on but like that was just because we were kids yeah but what about like you were mentioning something like even like cover or band image or like stuff like that Oh no, covers you can oh my god yeah, I've been, i mean i don't necessarily get creeped out i think they're fucking all i mean the yeah the, the cover with death is fucking head blown out that's a little fucked up okay no but, i mean i but no we we the covers is a different story i've seen some stuff in the last couple months some stuff i steaked out and some people seeked out for me and i had was so intrigued <laughs> by the description but i've went on to those like you know Worst covers of all time, and there's some shit out there that's just fucked up. <laughs> Worst as in, like, disturbing? Disturb. Oh, yeah, disturbing, like, real, like, necrophilia, like, you know. Oh, are you fucking kidding? Oh, no, dude, I've seen some shit. <laughs> See, some I, of that shit, oh, I don't even feel... know if it's necessarily real, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that stuff can be doctored or staged for the Oh, I know, album. I know, but, like, it's real enough to I'm where you just... take a second look at it, and you're like, is that fucking real? Like, uh, <laughs> TV's just desensitized so much. I don't even know if I want to toward... show you. I don't know if I can find it, but uh, something I, I brought I up somewhere... <laughs> a couple weeks ago and I remember seeing it before and then seeing it again and like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could go down some paths yeah. man <laughs> yeah there's some like I underground grindcore bands out there that just have some fucked up covers <laughs> let's just say that right that's the thing you could go different routes with that kind of shit I was thinking of like I don't know Shadi. I know you got into like some of that like earlier Leviathan stuff like black metal yeah yeah like there was some shit that I like on um some of those earlier God hold on um that early fucking one yeah the tenth sub level of suicide yeah yeah dude it's a dark fucking album and there's one track on there at the end yeah here it is the idiot son like it's a I mean it's a great track but like it sounds like he's like choking or like dying I, dude I don't know but it's just so fucking unsettling that like if you're listening to that like not yeah it's not scaring you but it's gonna like know, dude i started unsettle i started you. giggling when i heard that because i just <laughs> Did thought you? Of, yeah because i was just so i don't know not necessarily taken back by how deep he went with it i guess i was just more <laughs> like that's dedication like that's, that's yeah. what I, w- I was like that's fucking dedication i love that so i don't know i i honestly i remember giggling when i heard that because i was like I don't know. Just Dude, that guy had some demons at the time, so I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
such yeah. a good fucking album though, dude. Oh yeah, such a. Oh, good it's album. just hard to. The music's changed so much. It's hard to. You really got to do off the wall shit like real necrophilic covers to shock people nowadays. Like you know. Yeah. We're never gonna have to like you know we're never gonna be in a time where it's gonna be like you know a band like Venom comes around and shocking people you know that's <laughs> those days are long over this so you gotta just go overboard. Uh. Yeah, but like I don't feel like the Leviathan album was overboard at all. No, no. Oh, okay. okay. No, that's cause I think I you're just, you're saying like shocking versus yeah the unsettling. level you have to do to nowadays to shock people it's just fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just you're crossing <laughs> lines. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Unless you're someone like, uh, you know, Ghost, where they're just like shocking mainstream people because it's like an evil pull. I'm glad you brought them up because that's so stupid. I know I've said it before, but that them (laughs) live was very unsettling. Like they put (laughs) like that earlier time. I don't know how they are now. Like they seem like they're pretty like getting pretty light, but right. You know, back like back then, it was like their first couple albums, and it was pretty unsettling seeing them live. Like. It was kind of yeah, scary. It was during the first Pope era, right? Yeah, when he yeah. was just like a straight up Pope and mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have been there as for fuck. that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, now he's more I don't know what yeah, the fucking costume thing now is not looking great, but yeah. I could see that. I could see that. There were uh, the other two that I like wrote down real quick was like I don't know. I know Shoddy probably haven't heard this one, but maybe Stan Beharit, Draw Down the Moon. Mm. No, I don't think It's so. not necessarily scary, but I remember when I first listened to it. The vocals, it just sounds so fucking like evil and like fucked up. Like it kind of came to mind. I mean, yeah, now I'm more used to it. Maybe not so much, but it still sounds so fucking evil. And then a band that I really haven't got into that much, but like there was one album that I remember listening to that was like, again, 
dark and unsettling. Have you guys ever listened to that band? Uh, I don't know how I'm going to say it exactly, but Blue, Blue Dots Nord? No, I have not. No, yeah. I think you would know the name, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm it, not maybe. familiar with who you're talking about. I just haven't listened to them. Yeah, I've dabbled here and there, and it's like it seems like a band I like, but I don't know them really well. But, like, they had an album. It's called Mort, and it's, like, it's not my favorite album ever or anything, but it's, like, again, dark as shit. And you listen to it, and it that's another one where, like, they could... This album almost sounds like a horror movie score. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not extreme and fast, like, just black metal. It's more, like, a lot more atmosphere going on and, like, just dark, unsettling. But, yeah, I don't know, man. There's some stuff. But, like you said, it's it's hard to fucking get scared once you're once you're used to metal. I'm kind of, like, mm-hmm. I kind of want that now. Like, I'll show me some <laughs> albums that are going to, like... I mean, what the fuck are you guys talking about? You guys are dads. You're not allowed to be scared anymore about anything. <laughs> well, freak us out a little bit or whatever, man. Yeah. It's like a good horror movie, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I'm sure some listeners will send us some stuff after this. That's yeah. true. That's true. We probably missed on some really fucking great ones that everyone will let us know on. Do you guys put on stuff like... One person did... I don't think I sent it to you guys. One person did say like Halloween, horror movies, like... We know what you what you throw on now. We've done that in the past. I mean, have you guys been putting on anything like being that it's Halloween time right now? Uh, I mean, they've been fucking blasting like Halloween and um, like Friday the Thirteenth on like TV and whenever it's on, I'll just like leave it on and watch it for a little bit, like a bunch of the older ones. But aside from that, no, not really. You're I'm talking just, music, actually, though, right? Oh, you ta- yeah, you're talking music or movies. Yeah, more. I mean, he asked for at all, but like, I guess music wise. Like, oh, I definitely been watching my movies. Like, I always do this at this time, but. Okay, well, give me something there. I'm curious. <laughs> um, Actually, I haven't had a lot of time, so I've just been do- going through like the Conjuring, like, there's mm. catching up on the like the newer ones because I've seen like the first ones years ago, but um, I haven't really gotten to anything old yet. I know I want to do like the Falchi trilogy. Yeah. Um, this year, stuff like that, but. Do it. Album wise, I mean, I Do have it. seen a shift. Like, I'm going tor- towards more like black and stuff. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a weather change. Like, I'm getting out of the, you know, fun, put the right. top down in the Jeep kind of music, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, Nothing I'm not specific. big on, I'm not big on like, like, uh, certain music for a certain time. I think it's just naturally a shift more towards the darker stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, every Halloween, I'm going to throw on some like ghost here and there for a few albums and Merciful Fate. I've pretty much been playing nonstop for the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. I, did you ever date? I mean, I never really dug into like their full discography except for like those first two albums, which I've always loved. But like I just been digging into more of that, which they're not all great, but there's a lot of great shit in them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like you were saying, Funeral Doom, it kind of fit the mood recently. Yeah. But not a lot. I mean, I have so many I could throw out there for Halloween. I'm not going to go through it all because we've done it before. But definitely, yeah, more blackmail right now for sure. What else do we have? Any other ones we should hit on? Yeah, actually, there is. Um, so someone says the resurgence of cassettes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. honestly, I think that was my question. What the fuck? You, I, I know you've always been anti-tape. <laughs> I just think it's a bullshit form of media. I mean, I get it, but like, it's just the sound quality is legit. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's fucked. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's something about, okay, I think it's, I mean, I know for me, like, so I did a demo, I put it on tape only. Like, I wanted to have the, 
it's my my way of trying to be part of something I was never part of, like the whole tape trading, the whole, you know, mm-hmm. putting your tape or your your putting your you know demo on a tape. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted to like try to get that. Like, mm-hmm. so I get that whole part, and I I like the whole the whole death metal on cassette thing. It's just like to me, it's just like I. Yeah, I don't. I'm not asking what the fuck at all. I get it. I see why people want to try to go back to that. It sounds like it was awesome times. Like, you know, one day I wish the internet would just stop and, you know, we can start <laughs> trading tapes again. Like, yeah, to but me, like, that would be I argue awesome. We're not. Nobody's trading tapes right now. They're just hoarding it as a collector's item. So. Oh, I know. I know, but I think I get. The, I if to me it fits why all these death metal bands are putting that. No, it's so cool tape. though. Like actually it kind of links into with this interview I did. Cause he was talking about like actually still kind of like sending tapes back and forth with like Mark Riddick. Yeah. Like him sending him some demos that like, you know, you just can't find anywhere else. So like, you know, I mean, you could still find it. Obviously it's, it's a little See, bit that's harder so to do that cool now, to but. me. Like I knew there's people out there that still got to be doing some <laughs> form of it. Like, yeah. Now the, I get what you're saying. It's like a weird fake nostalgia. Cause you weren't really yeah. a part of it. But it's almost like, I mean, I got obsessed with like 80s movies when I was younger, but like, I, you know, I was born in 88, yeah. you know? So it's like a weird fake nostalgia of just wanting to like... Be part of something you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I you totally get it on. for like 90s death metal and stuff like that too. But I will say, I mean, I will say there's a lot of bands that shouldn't be putting their music on tapes and they're just taking fully advantage of the whole tape resurgence thing, you know? Mm. I don't really think... You know what I mean? Like some bands are just like, no, that should be on a vinyl, not a tape. You're just like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I do. Like, the vinyl yeah. market got ass fucked by, you know, the big record labels because they weren't making money. So they started re-releasing shit. So they probably went to tapes because it was easier to get it out the door. Oh, and it's cheap and anyone can do it. And, yeah. you know, all you got to do is buy a recorder. Like, anything that records the tape and you can make a demo and put it out like... So I see why it's a big thing. It makes, I think I see what you're saying. I guess I would agree with that. Like it kind of, you kind of have to be doing something that's more old school to make it sound legit on a tape, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't really want to buy something that's like extremely polished on a cassette, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Whether it's black metal being raw or death metal or whatever. No, there's a lot of stuff. Like I will actually wait to listen to it until I get the cassette like on hand, like because I just know it's gonna be like that's what I'm looking for. You know, I uh, will say I it's, it. it's probably the best. Like it's the cheapest route if you want. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because if you want to like if you're going back on those old trying to get those old school tapes, they're expensive. But yeah, if you're like one of those people who just wants to get everything on Maggot Stomp, it's like a really cheap way to get physical media too. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, no, I yeah, I know it's usually a little bit cheaper, like the CDs and all that. Now, have you ever had any tapes yet that have like gotten bad on you? Because that's always the thing I worry about. No, you know, see, back like when I, I mean, I had cassettes back when I was younger. Yeah. You know, sometimes they would wear out on you. Oh yeah, if you just get a magnet and anywhere near them, they're shot. You know. Yeah. No, I have luckily. So I believe the only one is I have Dark Tranquility is the Gathering or uh, the Gallery, mm. and like halfway through, it gets like really fuzzy and quiet. Yeah, you like listen to half of it mm. and it's fine, and then halfway through it gets. But that's the only one. I think have I bought you, that yeah. one used too, so could have, have been not me. Have you opened that uh, new copy of uh, what's it called that I got? I've listened to it once, and then oh, I kind of, so I kind of stopped then. halfway through. I was like, I don't want anything to happen to this. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wait, what was it? Uh, Crimson. On cassette. Yeah. Oh, Edge of Sanity, yeah. Crimson. Yeah. Oh, because you have like an actual. 
Yeah, I got the uh, shot. He got me the tape when he was at a record store. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're just kind of holding on to that one. Yeah. A lot of the newer yeah. stuff I listen to, but like a lot of if like that one, like I probably won't spin it or play it again because I just don't want anything to happen to it. Right. So. so it's just like a collecting thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that would be a difference too. Like if you're just collecting it because it's fucking cool to display and you like having it, mm-hmm. versus like if you're listening. Because for some people, I mean, it's obviously not the easiest way to go. I mean, the easiest way to go is fucking mm-hmm. push it on your phone or whatever. But if you're a collector and you like having that physical thing in your hand, like you can't, you know, you can't beat it. I I feel that way actually more strongly, which I haven't done it yet. But I always just like think about like I would love to get all like the classic 70s, 80s horror movies on like VHS. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of weird. And I, mean, I guess that was more, I mean, we were a part of that. So like, it makes sense. But like, dude, I would love to have all of them. And I probably would even watch them on them like that too. Like, yeah, something. <laughs> but even if I didn't just display, like, I love that. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying I'm going to go out and buy every cassette or maybe I might. VHS, I'd probably go to garage sales and pick them <laughs> up. But All right, though, boys. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. We covered most of the questions. There was a couple more from Dave. I think. We'll say I think we'll save those for maybe like the next bonus episode. We got some good stuff for that. I know the suspense is killing everyone. So if you want to get over there, sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the Patreon still going. We just did a video episode last time, right? Video episode live. Three yeah. of us got live. I uh, yeah, yeah. So still going on there. Bonus episodes a month every month and everything else. So yeah. otherwise. Uh, we still got this interview coming up, so listen to that one, uh, Phantom Slaughter from Worm, and then go listen to that fucking new album. Hell yeah. I think that wraps it up tonight. Uh, yep. I'm Stan the Man. I'm Evil J. I'm Shoddy, and you guys stay metal.
Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. What's going on? Not much. Just uh, finished up some work. Uh, got my beer finally. Hell yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you up to? I'm uh, cracking open uh, my second beer at the moment. <laughs> right now, I got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's only Wednesday, but I got I got an easy rest of the week. How about you? Same, same, man. Pretty much. This is like I've been, but I, I've been looking forward to this for sure, man. Since you told me you were down, so awesome. Super stoked. I really like the the Death Doom spotlight that you did. Awesome, with man. Essential five albums. I agreed with that completely. So. Awesome, yeah, dude. I mean, you know. I, I never, I was never the biggest Doom dude, man. But like, I'll tell you what, the last couple of years, like, it's been, it's been a lot bigger for me. So I feel like this album, and we were just talking about Derek's album. Like, these albums have been coming at the right time for me because I've just been like devouring whatever I can. I think uh, there's something in the air, man. I yeah. think it's a Death Doom just like kind of just revived itself somehow. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, you know what though? It's a good time for it because I'm, I'm a, my main genre is like, uh, is death metal, like. For, yeah. you know for me like that's i love i love everything metal at this point in my life but like that's always been my bread and butter but like you know there's been all it's just been so much death metal in the past few years that i love but like i'm ready i'm ready for some fresh stuff you know what i'm saying yeah for definitely i'm <laughs> funny thing about me is i'm come kind of coming at it from like a different point of view i think it was uh because i started out as a black metal like dude so you know where i'm started out as like a one-man black metal band so yeah that Death Doom actually got me to vibe more, like to to fall in love with death metal in ah. itself, you know. So that's kind of where I'm coming at it from. But like, so yeah, because I always like like the doomier black metal kind of kind of stuff. So that okay. kind of like that was my entryway to this kind of stuff. That's so interesting. I dude, I love hearing how people start off with metal, like or you know, because everyone comes from a different path. Like it's not. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in, in older, maybe old, a little bit older dudes. Maybe I don't know how old you are. I'm like 33. What, what are you? I'm 28. Yeah. Well, I think like if you're a little bit older, you know, it's usually just like, you know, it's usually thrash, right? Like it's either mm -hmm. like some, some heavy metal or thrash and then you just like go down the line or whatever. But, um, I feel like it gets different with people like a little bit younger. Like you don't, you know, wherever someone enters yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that, I mean, black metal hit me when I was like a teenager and it was just like the, I had never heard anything like that before. Like, and, and that was kind of my entryway to, to all kind of extreme metal, you know? So, yeah. I, and then, that's kind of just was my first like dipping my toes into it and then just finding the whole universe of it all has just been the fun part to be honest with you i'm just like i i'm always like fucking so surprised though when someone says black metal is like the first one because i remember dude i remember looking into it you know back when i was like downloading stuff on the computer and like i don't know dude i wasn't ready for it you know like i was just scared <laughs> by it and uh I, you know i mean it just it was too much for me at the time because you'd read into it and i'd be like i don't do i should i be listening to this like should i not be but uh, that's cool. Like I, you were ready for it, man. Like at whatever age that you said, like a teenager or something or. Yeah, I think I was like 17 or, or 18, but it was like it was so different from anything I had ever heard. That is just I was kind of like at a point where like I was kind of getting like I needed something like I needed some sort of music that was just completely different than anything that was around me. And I just I gravitated towards that completely. And that kind of gave me a better knowledge of of extreme metal in general, because I only had like a surface level kind of knowledge from it like just you know popular metal bands and i wasn't really into that yeah you know like stuff that's like like vastly like supremely popular <laughs> the, but a, a black metal is just touched on something that i had never heard before yeah so it's, it just seems so out there so yeah that was kind of what pulled me in and then like i just like just started researching and then of course like i fell in love with death doom and uh, and uh, death metal as well so it's just a, 
a world that you could just kind of just like follow <laughs> it, man. I know. What were like some? What were some of the first like black metal albums? I think um, like it started off with the Norwegian scene, but I I soon realized that like I was really into like the more like lo-fi like demos and stuff. Like I was really into mm-hmm. the more stuff. And I found a lot more atmosphere and, and stuff like that than stuff that was deemed atmospheric. So I would uh, I don't know if you've ever heard like uh, LLN, like the French black metal scene with Mutilation, Vlad Tepes. I know it by name. I've never yeah. dove into that, though. I should. That was kind of like my I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's an acquired taste, you know, quality wise, supremely lo-fi. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of what grabbed me. It was like the harshness of it. Yeah. And then. I just try to find from that as many like uh, like random black metal demos that no one had heard of. But for <laughs> sure, for sure, it was the it was the second wave Norwegian scene, and then just from there, like I just try to find anything I could about black metal. Yeah, really. yeah. I think it was. Uh, I think it. I think it was Emperor for me. I think for black metal that was like that's the entryway. You know, that's a great one to, yeah. to enter. <laughs> um you were just you just mentioned one thing too that was just we i was talking to someone about a little while back shout out to uh it's another podcast phil's breakfast metal for people out there fucking go listen to that it's, it's a great one but um we i uh i don't know how this came up but we were mentioning about like atmospheric black metal mm-hmm. and uh and he was like he was like i don't like that term because like black metal in its essence like it's atmospheric. Like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. were just saying there, like you found it was like more atmosphere and like the more the raw, you know what yeah, I mean? When they weren't trying. So I think the atmosphere is what's in the space. It's not like how much you can cram into it, but it's what you don't like put into it. It's kind of that air between everything. And it's more of a, like a simplistic approach. And for some reason, that's like it's like, uh, I don't know. It's almost like I would say the same thing about death metal. It's almost like horror movie riffs. <laughs> Yeah. But it's just like you know what I mean. It's just a vibe. Yeah, I feel like when when something is deemed symphonic, it's trying to be atmospheric, but it actually takes away from that right kind of atmospheric vibe. So yeah, it's, it's a all, funny term, right? I mean, because you know what someone's talking about. If they say like atmospheric death metal, so I guess it works in that sense. But it's also like kind of doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, because because distorted riffs to me could be atmospheric, man. It don't it doesn't even need keyboards, you know. It's just like there, there's like just a certain way of writing a riff to me. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. hundred percent. So you went from like the black metal shit. Then you then you found Funeral Doom or Death Doom or, or that all that kind of stuff at once. Or Yeah, I think uh, vocals was a big thing for getting me to 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 start liking other things aside from from uh, black metal. So when like the the vocals in, in death metal or death doom would be harsh, like I would use a good example uh disembowelment this is going to be an easy one for anyone that knows worm but it's like uh when i when he does those shrieks and stuff like that i know he has those low vocals but when he does those shrieks i I instantly connected with that Mm. like being being a black metal kid i was like that's that kind of sounds black metal to me yeah those those shrieks so it's like when when (laughs) stuff has moments like that it's like i'm I'm sure they're they're picking up on a bunch of influences that they have you know disembowelment is even into like 4ad stuff you know like new wave like that can dance and stuff like that. Mm. But I'm, I just heard like, I don't know if they were trying to be influenced by that, but anything like vocally that was kind of close to black metal, I just kind of like, uh, I felt at home with. Right. So I, and death doom, you know, they, they get, they get out there. Yeah. You know, they different stuff. So yeah. Same thing with some obscure death metal, you know, just, uh, yeah, different, uh, when the vocals are definitely like, they're, 
going out there and doing different things or they're doing like lows and highs that that really gets me so that would be a a, a good connecting thing that I, was, I would get into that too i was listening to uh just today i was listening to Beharit, uh draw oh, down me. the moon <laughs> yes. and i was like thinking like man this like the like you know i like you were talking about like uh like like slow i don't know i don't even know what you call Beharit. i'm not like the most familiar with them like I remember mm. listening to them when I, a long time ago and I didn't get it, you know? And then yeah. more recently, I was like, I'm just going to throw this on again. And like, I was like, you know, this is one of the best fucking things ever. Like, <laughs> but um, it made me think of like, uh, like some of your shit as far as like, nice. you, like, <laughs> well, great. like, you know, like, um, not, I, I don't know what to call it, you know, um, with your stuff necessarily or like something like that. And it's like, you were talking about with like the, um, like, is it like doomy or black metal? Is it, you know, I, I don't know. It, I don't really know. I, mean, I guess people probably have a consensus on it. I, I don't know, but yeah, that's kind of. I tend to gravitate towards bands like that where you can't really like put them in like a category, and that's kind of what I what I can only wish for 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 Worm. But it's like it's bands like I feel like they're drawing like they're taking so many influences, and they're they're. It doesn't seem like they're taking risks, but they're kind of just like doing whatever they want really mm-hmm. and they're just letting whatever happen happen and that's kind of one of those bands like uh i would also uh name drop goat lord or like because because they have doom they have black metal they have death metal it's just like it's just everywhere so that's kind of i kind of resonate with those bands and i'm kind of like i feel like i kind of won that you said that about worms so yeah, it's, dude. it's pretty awesome yeah <laughs> it was yeah, just like a like- weird coincidence i was just like you know what like that's what i love about this and like i i really love bands that do that where you're like i don't know like you can use some descriptors but i don't know like what this actually is you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think it's just like i like so many forms of of extreme metal it's just I, i'm really trying to with where i'm the bottom line is i'm just trying to like give a nod to all the bands that I like. Like it, it doesn't really get deeper than that, you know. Like yeah. I'm just so like when I write a song, I'd be like, oh, here, here will be like the disembowelment part, and then all of a sudden it'll be, oh, it could even be an emperor part here, like within the same song. So it's kind of like just whatever I'm really like feeling at the moment when I'm writing yeah. a song, it's gonna end up like going into the song. I don't have any like rules for it anymore. Like I used to in the black metal days, but I've just learned that. For me, just to keep things interesting, I just whatever I'm listening to is going to end up in worm most likely. So well, that's kind of. I think it's cool, and I think it works for you because, like, um, I mean, that could be bad, I guess, if someone doesn't know how to combine shit good, or like, <laughs> you know, or if they don't make it their own. Because you're yeah. saying that, but it's like someone could hear that and take it the wrong way. Like, oh, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's taking shit from someone else and just. But it's like. But you say, you know, you're you're using this and that, but it doesn't sound like anything really else because it's like, you know, you're to me, you know, you kind of like you're combining it in a way that it's like fresh and it's all, you know, you're doing your own thing with it. Like in my to my ears. Yeah. And and, in my head, like I've always thought, like if I start like trying to be inspired by something like towards the end, it's going to not even sound like what I would. (laughs) It's always going to end up sounding like a worm song, you know, like it's like instinctive. But like it'll be those things that it's kind of like it gets me excited, you know, like to think of like how how like I'll like 
be liking a certain song by a band at that moment and i guess like i'll start out with an idea of it but it'll sound completely different but it's like to me it still has that vibe like i don't know yeah. could it exist in the same like universe but yeah it always ends up sounding like just like a worm like the worm uh formula <laughs> somehow but i guess i got lucky with that man but it's just like yeah but that's what i get really excited about when i'm when i'm like working on stuff just like whatever i'm listening to at that moment just trying to match that kind of being like a in a competition with that or something i guess i don't know yeah, I, to- I totally get it that's how i would have to be if i was like i mean i haven't tried writing anything in quite a while like i play guitar and i've fucked around with writing stuff in the past but like that's how because i'm such a music nerd and fan that like i would be doing it the same way man like it's you'd be listening to something and like you want to do something similar but like you know you got to make it your own still like i, I totally get it yeah to, to me worm is like everything that i would want i feel like that's how everyone that's in a band but like it's it's everything that i would want out of a band it's kind of just like the the recipe for that like what, yeah. what i would like to hear you know so yeah man it's but it's fucking I'm, I'm glad that you that uh it's it's fresh and, and original man i i really appreciate that yeah and, uh, i mean to me like i said i mean uh you know i'm not like i'm definitely not the encyclopedia or the guy on uh you know any of that death doom or funeral doom but like I've listened to my share of it and whatever death metal that's for sure and like you know to me it comes off like super super fresh but yeah Thanks, I think it's man. fucking great man I mean and I like I told you I think we were talking like I I got into your last one Gloom Lord but I got mm-hmm. into it um like we've got some listeners and we always do a stupid thing like at the end of the year where we'll do like you know like uh, end of the year awards or whatever and we'll have like our listeners send in like their picks and like I think we did like best solo of the year mm-hmm. and. Um, God, uh, um, I'm trying, I I think, let me see, I'm looking at your album here. It's gotta be Operations of Gloom. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, that's the one. (laughs) Yeah, everyone, everyone loves that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so someone had sent that, and, uh, I remember being like, I was just like, I was blown away, you know, so that made me go and check the album out, and then, um, became a fan, and then, and then hearing the new one, I feel like the solos and the leads were like, amped up so i was like even yeah. more happy because i love that in my metal like big time well yeah and the whole other side of the spectrum from what we were talking about is like uh, worm is also from florida so and uh like a, a part of me is also like um i also look up to chuck you know from death and mm-hmm. i just look up to the way that that band kind of like grew and uh i knew immediately when we were doing gloom lord there had to be nods to either chuck type of soloing or like james murphy would would be mm. on obituaries cause of death or just it just kind of had to have that sound like florida too you know and i feel like that's where the when those solos come in it just really kind of like gives you that old school death metal vibe from florida so uh, it, i could just i just have to just look at chuck as like a point of reference for for just adding that kind of like color to like the death doom that we have i i feel like that's when that's when it it's it becomes something that like as you would say it's like fresh like yes this is like uh just like some death doom but then you add these like colorful solos in the mix it kind of becomes something more than that it kind of puts a different kind of angle on it oh so, yeah uh, yeah i think so much and it's just like it's <laughs> one of my favorite parts dude and like i don't i hate to like always give too many compliments when like we're talking on shit like this but like the the feel behind it like you know soloing is one thing like i'm you know solos are fine if you're just playing notes but like man like that was one of my big questions was like where like do the inspiration like and like the like i mean you know 
some of those solos, man, I mean, it's just like powerful stuff. Like, was there like, I don't want to say like, who's your influence for your solos, but like, did you like with, with guitar and stuff, like, was there like stuff you would play and learn that like, or was, I mean, you mentioned Chuck already and like definitely no doubt there as far as like a great league, you know, as far as his leads go and, and James Murphy and all that. But like, was there anything else that like you looked up to for that kind of stuff? It's actually, well, with this record, like also when, when like, um, Andy LaRock joined death or oh, just yeah. his, his stuff for King diamond, like that's kind of like soloing. But to me, it was always like spooky. So it yeah. kind of really fucking like, that's what I wanted to make. Like I wanted the solos, the solos to be pretty, but I wanted them this time around, like to be spooky in a way, like <laughs> on empire, the necromancers, like the first single off for everybody, how the solos just like swoop in and then they fucking kind of leave. That's kind of what would happen on individual thought patterns Yeah. When he, when he joined in. And also I would name like two key shredders for sure uh, would be because that's that was kind of like a, to tap in on that kind of realm and just see if that would work with Worm is just like Ingve Momstein and uh, and Tony McElpine. Those would be like just pure really? like shred that yeah, it was just like where they have a sense of melody, you know, as it's not just full oh, yeah. on full on just shred the whole time so there's like songwriting there you know oh for so sure it's kind of like that like and we have a track on the new album that initially it was supposed to be like the solo song because the feedback from the solo on apparitions of gloom on gloom lord was like so like great i was just like why don't we just do like uh a, a song just centered around a solo you know so that's yeah. track track five on the new thing and that was also inspired from uh death's voice of the soul of sound mm. perseverance that's oh, what's man, like, now that you say that, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the main, like, that was like, if we could even, like, <laughs> just give a nod to that, that would be beautiful. So, so yeah, it's got to be one of my favorite instrumentals, man. So that like, was like, yeah, that was the key there. And then it was, just, it was just too good that I had to add vocals on it just for a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was, that's those kind, that's kind of the core of it. Yeah. But still, Chuck, Chuck is all that I could say, man. That was just truly inspiring to me. Yeah, dude, that that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I just kept thinking about that when I was listening to it. And I forgot about that track because I've been listening to it, but um, I never like the way it's on my phone. I don't see the track name, so like I actually thought that was an instrumental. Th- thinking back, but there is some vocals on there. Yeah, yeah, in the in the very beginning, but the 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 majority of the song is a solo. It's like it's like it goes. Yeah. It's like seventy five percent of the song. So. That that's kind of the 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 idea behind that is like voice of the soul, but worm style. Yeah, yeah, man, it's so good. So, like, and I mean, this those solos don't, don't. I mean, they don't sound easy. Like, have you spent a lot of time like over the years, like with like you know learning solos and stuff like that? Or, well, actually, it's the it's uh, I have uh, my a member here. His name is Nihilistic Manifesto, and he's the one that that does the. He works with me with on the solos. We have like an idea, and I kind of like. Like we go half and half on that, but he's the, he's the maestro behind that. I got you. I got to give him a nod for sure. It's, uh, I'll give him like references and stuff. He was on Gloomlord as well. Yeah. And yeah, for, for the, the solos that you hear on Foreverglade and Gloomlord, he's, he's the, he's the man, he's the man behind those solos. That's cool. So yeah. And I, and he's just, his uh, background is just insane. You know, he doesn't, he's, he does it all to be honest. If you just like. He can do anything. So it kind of just works very well with with the I'll just bring him some ideas. Like I showed him like a bunch of stuff off of uh, Abigail by King Diamond. 
I showed him like uh, them and then I showed him what Andy LaRock did on individual thought patterns and just kind of like yeah molded those solos with him and it was it just was, so cool came out perfectly man was that's awesome, awesome. <laughs> I mean I've been listening to so much King Diamond and Merciful Fate lately just with like Especially every time this year man <laughs> yeah this, it ha- you have to you know there's there's no way around it but yeah that was definitely that was definitely the main inspiration behind a lot actually a lot of the solos on this album was andy LaRock, man yeah yeah so you were talking about like florida earlier too and just like tapping in a lot of that like florida history like do you spend a lot of time with like that you know og like florida scene um very much so man i just i uh, like just obviously the the main the main like dudes you know fucking obituary deicide and death of course it's just like to, to me it feels like in a sense it's i'm kind of like why isn't why is it not like that anymore mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. around these year parts it's like why it was so rich at, at like one point you know it's like and it, it kind of makes me feel like i'm on a mission sometimes so i kind i look at them very dearly in a sense like i'm just trying to like make them kind of proud because i want to be proud of where i'm from like i that's why where it says floridian funeral doom because like i just i just feel like um in, in terms of death metal like so much is owed to florida and i and i just feel like it, i i really want like a some sort of resurgence from here again because like even people from from other like countries you know would come to florida to get their albums recorded the oh, death yeah. metal album. so it's just like you know i just i i really i i have something to prove when it comes to that so like yeah definitely it's i have to like study the greats even if I, it's I'm, I'm not musically inspired by them i'm just like uh i'm always listening and i'm always like yeah. proud to be from here you know so it's such it's, a rich history it's just so yeah. quiet like my uh one of my like friends who's like we do the podcast with like he uh he had did a vacation down there and he was like trying so hard just to go visit like like more sound which i believe it's not even the same location anymore yeah, but sadly they changed locations so yeah so i, I would have <laughs> i would have recorded for everglade there if it was the original location man oh, <laughs> it was like, yeah. i really i actually looked into it man but i realized it's not even the same spot so it's like well I, the, the magic would it, be, it wouldn't be the same thing you know so oh, can you imagine though if you could you know in the same room where them guys you know it's just like God, that, it would, that would be, be cool. To be, yeah, it would be too good to be true, to be honest <laughs> with you. And might I add, um, since we're on the topic, I think it's December 10th and 11th. The the original, I think James Murphy, and I forget the other dude's name. I think it's the bass player. I, for, I always forget his name. Um, uh, the, the original the Giorgio? One, no. Oh, the original one. The uh, uh, the For spiritual healing, the, the, the lineup for spiritual uh, healing. Uh, not d- Terry Butler, no. It is. Okay. Yeah. It's Terry Butler and uh and uh, James Murphy they're doing the whole spiritual healing album in its entirety as a, like a 20th anniversary for that album in Tampa. Uh it's December 10th and 11th and man, I there's no way I'm going to miss that. So oh cool. man. <laughs> and it's it's crazy because Spiritual Healing is the third death album and Forever Glade is the third worm album. So it's like I was listening a lot to Spiritual Healing uh when i was making this just just to just because i was like i wonder where he was at on his yeah. like third album you know so it's like so that's a, that's something great that i'm looking forward to like is it uh who does vocals for that i i have no idea yeah. uh, i assume it would be the dude from that gruesome band right i don't know what's, oh. what's that uh matt harvey yeah 
I, I would assume. I don't know, but I just I just saw James Murphy was gonna be doing solos like, <laughs> on that again. I was like, God damn, okay, I need to see that because uh, <laughs> that song within the mind off of off of spiritual healing, man. That that's actually what uh, the the solo that was the reference for the solo off Apparitions of Gloom on Gloom mm. like that his solo on there. So I was like, I gotta see that. I gotta see that live. But <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna miss that. So yeah, it's yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to that. Like so he's much. the man. He's just the man. Dude, like the Disincarnate album, the death stuff. I mean, the obituary stuff. Like, fuck, you know, it's all so good. Yeah, man. That, he, he's got a knack for just like the, the catchiest, but the best solos ever. Man. It's, yeah, yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. But yeah, yeah, dude, the Florida, the Florida scene, man, it's just, <laughs> it's cool that you're from there, that you're trying to do it again. I, I can't like, I can't name any bands off the top of my head, you know, like currently, like is there is there any any ones that you know of down there right now that doing anything big or that you know that are that are worth mentioning or? Um, there's that band uh, Warflurch. They're, oh, okay. they're out of Gainesville. They're they're out of Gainesville. They're making some some noise around there, but us like in in my in my realm of influence, like like the kind of death metal that I like. Aside from them, like uh, not 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 that I know of. Not mm-hmm. that I. I don't want to like you know. <laughs> like uh yeah. get it, make anyone mad but, but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's just but i just wish it, it like it should be a there should be more bands from here you know what i mean like yeah it, like it's the, the history is just too rich like it's almost like if i knew if if i was like like younger than i was and i knew the history the death metal history from from florida then i would just want to start a band immediately i just think like <laughs> nowadays the youth from here they just don't they don't even know about stuff like that. Like specifically here, you know, their, their attention is on other things. So, but I feel like if they were to know, you know, it would be something like that. They could like, like how I stumbled upon black metal and it just blew my mind. Like, I just feel like if they, if only they knew about these things, you know, but it's not that, it's not that foreground kind of thing that people from Florida know about and especially the youth, you know, so. Right. But, but, but I would like for it to happen soon, you know, because <laughs> oh, I, yeah. yeah, I would love a resurgence from here for sure. I wonder if part of it's like, I've always heard that it's so hard, like for touring, because like Florida just goes so far down and it's like out of the way and like, Huh, that makes you sense. You know, like, I mean, people are not, aren't, don't have as many shows coming to them. So like the scene maybe, and then like, if you're a band, it, I, I'm not sure where you're located, but I'm, sh- I'm sure like touring, like if you're driving, you got to cruise quite a ways <laughs> north first, right? If you're down oh, there, I mean. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's also a thing of like, there's just uh, the reason why, why uh, Worm doesn't have that many members is just because there's just not that many people around that would even, mm. like, that, that would even, that would even help out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's not, uh, there's, there's not that many just people that, that, uh, use instruments around here dude right it's all like electronic music and stuff like that so it's definitely it's definitely i i can understand why people don't do it because it's some it's not going to be an easy thing to to start up you know to to just even have a band from here right so you know worm is probably like a one-man band you know so it's I'm, i'm just even lucky that i could get like uh the session people that i could get because i'm no drummer you know so it's just like I'm just I'm just happy that that I've been able to make it work so far because there's been some cold times, my friend. <laughs> it's like I have material, but I don't have anyone that would that would like, yeah, me, you know, but but, you know, so 
luckily, you know, Forever Glade was made. And because uh, I really wanted it to come out like uh, like a year after uh, Gloomlord came out. So I'm just really happy about that. That's a quick turnaround, man. Mm. <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, releasing Gloomlord, I had no expectations. You know, I just did it because I really wanted to make an album like that. Yeah. And I was just so stoked on the sound of that. But the the feedback just lit like a fire under my ass, man. It made me want to just like, I was like, oh, you like Gloomlord? Oh, well, let's do Gloomlord on steroids then if, <laughs> if we're going to do it. So I was just, it just really like inspired the hell out of me. Just the feedback that I got from that was just. It makes I, a lot of sense. I did not expect that, man, because that's, I, I just do this. Initially, I started this band because I was trying to prove something to myself, man. Just, just I wanted to like see if I could even like make this sort of music coming for, from where I'm from. So, right, just, like the the that really, dude, how the, how excited people got from Gloomlord. That just that was the fuel right there. And the the whole COVID situation, it's like, well, why not just write, write an album while everyone's on lockdown? Why? Yeah, it's a perfect fucking time to to be creative, you know. So that was for kind sure. of. That was like the two things that, that made me want to uh, make this album so quick. What I what I really wanted to mention too about this one is like how big everything sounds like production wise. Like, yeah. dude, <laughs> it's got a grand, big, you know, well, just the power, everything, man. It just sounds so good, like sound wise. Yeah, well, uh, everything was was mixed and mastered at a, at a for Gloomlord at a local studio here that which is very close to my house. But I had I had a dream for this for whatever for Forever Glade. I had like uh what I wanted to I really geeked out on Evoking. I don't know mm. if you're familiar with them. Yeah, that's one of that's I've just kind of been getting into them recently. Yeah. Well, they're kind of one of the funeral doom bands that have aged very gracefully in that they've kind of like done what they're really good at and their modern albums go toe to toe with like their nineties albums, which are mm. just immaculate. And so when I when I really geeked out on them, I wanted to see where they did their their modern stuff because I was like, whoever is handling the 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 sound on these modern albums, is, they just know how to work with Funeral Doom. They just know exactly what to get, like where to put those cleans and where to put those mm. distorted guitars. So I, I did some researching, and it was this uh, studio in New Jersey. Uh, ran by this dude called Stephen D. Acutis. He likes to be called Stevie D. And immediately I was like, he also did the Dizma record. Uh, and he and he did, uh, he's done like Ripping Corpse and like Torture Crypt mm. albums. But wow. I, I knew he was the guy, like if I could ever get him. And so so I approached uh, 20, uh, Dave at 20 Books Spin. I was like, that's the dude I want. Like there were, there were some names thrown around, but I was like, I feel like he he's going to make this album sound like a movie or something. He's going to yeah. make it big you know because because that's what evoking to me is like cinematic like yeah you know it's like it's it's big the tone is perfect and the dynamics between the cleans it's just everything especially for for their modern albums they're just doing it right so i feel like that stevie d he's the he's the reason why forever glade sounds that much bigger and, I, and i'm really happy because personally i've never been happy with the overall sound of a worm album until this album so i gotta thank i gotta thank him and dave for for making that happen because that was i was in heaven when i went over there to new jersey to mix and master that record man i was like i was getting every all the sounds i wanted immediately it was like perfect 
that's got to be so cool to have it come out the like the way you want. I mean, it just yeah. it's it sounds it does sound like night and day like compared to the last one. It's just it's so big and everything's yeah. so clear. Like you said, like the clean sound perfect, but then the the heavy shit is, is heavy like so heavy, you know. So it's just like man, yeah, like nailed that one. Did he? The one I've been listening to lately is uh, "Embrace the Emptiness." Is that uh, one? Uh, no, that's one of their earlier. He did like the last four albums that they released, but "Embrace the Emptiness" is my personal favorite Evoking album. Like, okay, that's, that's the one that I tripped out on the most because uh, being obsessed with disembowelment, I feel like when it comes to to anyone who's even close to that kind of vibe, is has got to be Evoking, especially "Embrace the Emptiness," and I just feel like yes, that that album is a, like a top five. Uh, <laughs> I would consider it funeral doom or, or death doom to be honest, man, because, but it's just like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the whole reason why I even like <laughs> wanted to just evoke it is so great. So that, that <laughs> I would have to name them, but yeah, I don't know who did embrace the emptiness, man, but yeah. that, that, that record is amazing. That was the same thing. Like, well, that was why I got into him because I, you know, disembowelment. That wasn't, that was an early one for me as far as like the funeral doom, death doom, all that stuff goes just because. I, I guess I don't know why, because it just creeped the shit out of me. It just sounded so different, you know, and I fell in love with that one. And uh, so then obviously you check out Evoken, you know, to see if it's anything similar, which, you know, it is, but, you know, obviously different. But yeah, I, I haven't done enough. I think I've only listened to like that one and maybe, maybe like the, the last one, I think was it. So I, I'm, that's like where I'm going right now is like, I want to listen to all their shit, man. I, I would personally rec- recommend one of the ones that the Stevie D did. It's called Atramores. Okay. That's like I would recommend that's like perfection. It's like it's like so good. Oh nice. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the one that I was like when I heard that one, I was like, Oh yeah, he's the guy. He's <laughs> this fucking one. But but yeah, it would be ev- evoking and also I would like to name drop another band. I don't know if you're familiar, they're called Dusk. Uh nah, maybe the name, but I've definitely never heard them. They're very in the realm of evoking and disembowelment. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're they're kind of like, they're, it's this album called Majestic Thou and Ruin. That's like right on the money when it comes to that disembowelment sound. That that just oh, okay. like eerie, clean guitars over distorted guitars. It's like, and the the guitar tone on that album is so great. So yeah, it would be like Evoking and Dusk was just like for the sound of Forever Glade, Funeral Doom Wise and Death Doom Wise. Those were just the I wanted to get that kind of like vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, man. So you were talking about like, you know, you were saying something about like Chuck and how like, you know, being inspired by how like he kind of changed his sound like album to album. And like you obviously changed your sound, you know, well, pretty, pretty drastically, especially on the first few. (laughs) And then like, but again, on this one, like, is that your path? Like, is that something you want to keep doing? Or do you like, you know, you're digging on this sound now or? I think I think it just like whether I like it or not, (laughs) it just naturally like Mm. ends up becoming a different because like first and foremost, I'm just a lover of music. So I'm always as a listener, I always want to keep things interesting and I'm always going to try to nerd out and just search for any new music that I like, whether it be old or new bands, you know, like I'm just I'm always on the hunt. I'm always looking at discogs like random like. Uh, if I like a, an album from the 90s, I'll look at the label that it's on and then I'll look at whatever that label release. I'm just like I'm always looking at at um, at just 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 looking for new older music or new new music. So <laughs> it's like 
it's just gonna naturally come out and i'm already i've already been uh working out the formula for the new stuff and it's it's already picking up on different uh vibes Hmm. obviously it's gonna be instinctively it's gonna be worm but it's gonna but whether i like it or not every album's gonna be different like yeah even if i force it you know but for so it's not gonna be way off the mark but i just think like i'm definitely like forever glade allows me to kind of just explore even more i feel i feel like it just the the dynamics of the of the record just kind of like there's even some i got to bring in i just feel like i even got to bring in more black metal on forever glade from the past whether people hear it or not personally yeah. I, I got to bring that in there so it's like approaching it from like uh from someone who i know more now and i'm better with like i'm better at songwriting i think so so it's just approaching those those kind of other realms that I that I started the band with, but just like on another level. Like I've been listening a lot this this month, man. Just I've been listening to a lot of black metal, to be honest with you, man. Mm-hmm. Like you bring up in the you brought up in the Nightside Eclipse. I've actually been listening to that a lot, and uh, I feel like with a song like Empire of the Necromancers, you know that there's kind of weird synth passages in there. Yeah, and I could. You know, I'm kind of like thinking of stuff like that. I'm thinking of I could even like branch out and do like just bring more of those kind of elements to to, but also keep it like death doom. You know, right? That's in the yeah. slower realms. You know, so that's kind of like, <laughs> I'm working on a formula at the moment. To be honest with you, I'm I'm actually trying to put stuff together of what what could be the the next uh, album for sure. Like it, mapping it out a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. I can assure you, it it, it will be different no matter what. But well, it makes sense, warm. though, because like like you said, if you're someone who's always checking out new stuff, I mean, whether it's new old discoveries or whatever, yeah. if you're constantly checking shit out and, and your taste is going to always be changing. I mean, that's how I am, like from fucking month to month or year to year. I mean, exactly. if I was if I was writing music, that shit would be changing all the time. I feel like when it does stay the same, you're someone who sticks to one you know, you have a passion for whatever that is, or, you know, you become a big band and like, that's just, you know, the expectation that you just kind of keep doing it. But, um, you know, but I, I like, I mean, that's, I, I can't imagine not doing like what you said. Like it's going to change if you're fucking <laughs> listening to something new all the time, you know? Yeah. And I, and it's just like, I, I also have to keep it interesting for myself. You know, I, I don't want to be like, well, let's make uh, forever glade part two, you know, like I, I just have to like, Cause that wouldn't make me eager to sit down to, to write anything at all. You know? So it's just like, it, it, first and foremost, you just have to kind of just make it interesting for yourself. And I just feel like luckily from the response that I've gotten so far, it's like, I've actually heard, I've actually well, read, like I, I see comments here and there. I read people say like, uh, well, it's not gloom Lord, but it's sure <laughs> better. Like it's like, people are like, I like gloom Lord, but I, I like this even more. Right. It's different now. So it's like, well, I, I truly appreciate that. So, but yeah, it's definitely, I'm def it's definitely going to, it's the same. It's like death. It's like you, it's the same band, but you're just going to get a different album every time. Right. You're just, but it's still going to be under that name. you know. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. And then you're just always going to have those certain like trademark things. Like, it's not like you're going to abandon ship 100 percent. it's just like other things are going to creep in there yeah exactly yeah man that makes a lot of sense what about I, I, one more thing about the, like the album before we jump into some of the other shit like the cover like uh 
yeah. What, what, like, what's going on with the cover? Like, what's the idea behind that? <laughs> well, the the on Gloomlord, this was the initial idea. Uh, on Gloomlord, you see this like cloak figure floating above the swamp. Um, for for this album, I kind of had like the the concept it was just like, what if you you see what's below the swamp? What's what's mm. underneath underneath that? So and where where his domain is, wherever like uh, so that's kind of why like on the if you look at the cover closely, there's like bubbles coming out of like the the creatures on the album cover because it's it's like what's beneath the swamp. It's like a deeper dive into what was conveyed on on Gloomlord. So it's kind of like a metaphor for that kind of thing. And I, it was yeah. like I, I always wanted to bring back the cloak dude, so he's on the cover again. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I, that makes a lot more sense because I looked at it in the past and I just didn't know what I'm like. Oh, you know, I didn't really look at it in detail, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's he's actually sitting on a throne, so he's in his he's in his his domain. He's where he's <laughs> where he hangs out, you know. And right. it's, it's like a lot of a, a lot of Lovecraft, a lot of Clark Ashton Smith crept in, and and when I initially hit up Brad Moore, because I knew he was going to be the guy, no matter what. Well, he's the guy that what that I wanted. I don't know if he was going to accept it or not, but <laughs> yeah, he was, when I I tripped out on the cover of Morpheus Descends. Ritual of Infinity, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, geez, like those the textures in that, and just like the the even the warmth of it, like the 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 image is gruesome as hell, but there's some warmth, like the his color choice is just amazing, and I just was just like, I I want it's it, there's just so many things, it has an old school quality to it, but it's also just something new, and of course what he did with Two Mold Manner of Infinite Forms is like that's just like Jesus yeah. Christ, that just that, <laughs> covers is insane so yeah i was just like i really really want so i gave him the idea and and lo and behold he was a fan of lovecraft of course and clark ash and Smith, the people that i was inspired by lyrically and so yeah i just gave him the concept and he was totally into it uh which i was really happy about so i, I knew automatically it had to be underwater so that, yeah that's kind of what that what that the whole thing there's more aquatic vibes on this album i feel with the clean guitars and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty much what it, I knew I wanted the hooded figure again. And it's just like, there's just certain colors there that I, that I asked him to, that I wanted. I don't know if you've been into, uh, have you ever heard of ceremonium? No, uh, no, I don't think so. There's some really good death doom from uh, New York and they're, they have an album cover that's like purple and blue with like a tree on it. And okay. I, and I shared that to, to Brad Moore and I was like, it needs to have this these kind of shades like on the covers. Oh, okay. So that's another that's that's another thing that I would say. But yeah, definitely it had to be like the aquatic album cover. Which is cool. Like, you know, Florida swamps, you've got Foreverglade, you got below the swamp. Like that's represent, you know, like, that's pretty cool. I also nod to the dude on leprosy. On the leprosy album cover, the hooded uh fucking guy <laughs> like hand like messed up hand and stuff. That's kind of a little nod. Right. Yeah. That's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah dude, looking at it like I, that's one you got to kind of get on vinyl though. Like man, to really stare at it like yeah. <laughs> cuz I'm just pulling it up on my phone right now. But yeah, I mean, pull that thing up big. That's cool. There's little moments to it and I really like that. You just you you can pay attention to one section of it and then you get lost in it with all these other things going on. So yeah. Right. Really, he's the master of that. Brad Moore is amazing. So just shout out to him. Man. You're talking about Lovecraft. Like, I, my thing every year around this time of year, like October, I've got like a Lovecraft like collection. Awesome. And just like, and just like a one book collection, you know? Like, I don't have like all like the everything, but like I'll, I'll pull it out and I'll, I'll go through like a lot of like the short stories. And then like, I don't get that, I never get that far 
and then I'll pick it up like the next year, just keep going with it. But do you have any like favorite uh, stories or anything by him? You know, most definitely. I mean, I, lyrically, like there's specific stories. It would be like, um, I have the books right here. I love collecting the seventies ones. And that was even some inspiration from like, for like the art. Um, mm. Cause the seventies, like paperbacks, there's so much crazy art in them. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to, I'd like to check that out. For, I'll send you some pics after this man. For Yeah. Sure. Um, there's what the lurker at the threshold. That's a really good one. Uh, the okay. two and, uh, some of my ultimately favorite ones are, it's like, uh, the dream quest of the unknown Kadath and the doom that came to Sarnath. These are just stuff that I was reading when I was working on the lyrics and also the hunter of the dark. I'm just picking up all the books now. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would like to say that, uh, Clark Ashton Smith also, he's, I, I, he's, I would call him a peer, a Lovecraft peer. I don't, I wouldn't call him a student. I would, they both exchange letters. They're both mm. inspired by each other. So you definitely check him out if you like Lovecraft, but he actually, uh, he has a short story called Empire of the Necromancers. Oh, and I really, nice. really, really like that name. And just the, the idea behind it was just this whole, like the city of the dead, you know, ran by these uh, necromancers that are just like wreaking havoc and stuff. So I really dug that. You know, it reminded me of I Am the Black Wizards by Emperor. Okay. It kind of gave me that whole visually and like in my head, wor- like wordplay. I could really do a lot with that. So that's another big guy, Clark Ashton Smith, for sure. Check man, that. I've never, I've never heard of him before, so I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, man. Check that. Especially check out his short Empire of the Necromancers. Let's see if... Uh, if you ca- if you touch on any vibes from forever, <laughs> yeah, those those two guys are just lyrically uh, for Worm. It's like that's everything I need to to get inspired. Yeah, dude. I mean, you, when you're reading that shit, it's just like if you like metal and you can't get into fucking Lovecraft, then like, something's <laughs> wrong with you, man. Every like sentence you read, you're like that could be an album title, that could be a song title. Yeah, that's man. just fucking you know, it's just so cool. Like it just connects. It's just so perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> so, per- especially if you, and if you, if you're tasked with writing lyrics for, for, a, for an album by yourself, it's just like, that's the best thing that you could ever read. Yeah, dude. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Let, so we, uh, I know we got this topic too, to, to jump into here. We're like, I was saying like, let's figure out something fun to do. Hell yeah. And so, so we've got, uh, you know, you brought some some stuff, some like what do we how we phrase it, like some some, some undiscovered stuff. Yeah, I, I would like I guess like obscure uh, death doom, funeral doom, and even just death metal uh, demos and and albums and such. You know, there's about yeah. like for me, you know, because I'm a weirdo, it's like 75 percent demos, and then the other <laughs> half is like like full length albums. But, yeah, um, but yeah, I made a I I tried. Uh, to just make it tapes that I myself own, you know, physically. So, so I could just, okay. so I could, cause the, the, those are the, like, I can't, I'm the kind of guy that I can't fully appreciate something unless I can like hold it in my hands. Mm, I'll be okay. I'll be at a, a rare, uh, demo that is overpriced on Discogs. I'm just going to go broke having to buy it cause <laughs> I just need it in front of my face. So yeah. I made a list here. Um, the first one I would I would I would like to note is it's a Finnish, I would call them Funeral Doom band. They're from the '90s. They're called Unburied, and it's their their demo Veil of Damnation. Like uh, like Unburied. Yeah, Unburied. Not to be mistaken with the U.S. band Unburied, but mm. this is they're from Finland and um, 
they were actually going to do a split with their Gotham, but that didn't uh, come to fruition. Oh, wow. So, Are they from that era? Yeah, they're from that era. They're, they're actually, uh, I don't know if you, the Thurgot, there was a Thurgothan box set that came out recently. Okay. And uh, they, they spoke about them and it was like a Thurgothan book that was in the box set. And mm, okay. They spoke about Unburied and they were like, we were going to, we had plans to do a split with Unburied. So they come from that era, from that early 90s finish, uh, I guess, well, it would be Funeral Doom for sure. But yeah, from that early era of Finnish uh, death metal and, and what have you. So that, is it like similar weird kind of shit or like what's it sound like? It's basically like straight up like I don't want to say it, but it's basically like a Thurgothan clone. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were truly inspired by by Thurgothan. It has the same tone, same everything really, but it's just like if you overplayed your Thurgothan and you want more? It's the same kind of thing. It was around in the same time, and it was inspired by Thurgothan. Same, yeah. Place, you know, so it's like, you know, I'm buried for sure. And they, they're actually, they're one of those cool old Finnish bands that they actually, they weren't black metal, but they use corpse paint if you look at their early photos. And I really dig that, obviously. Oh, nice, so, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a gem for me right there. Uh, Veil that's of a Dam- demo? Yeah, Veil of Damnation, it's a demo. Really okay. cool cover of like a graveyard, you know, it's some like uh, angelic statue. And it very, very funeral doom. Just automatically when you hear it, it's just like, You'd think they're Gotham, but continue. Right. Um, my second one, this is like a, a big one for me. Because um, uh, are you a fan of Unholy? That they're, they're So I only, I was just talking to someone else about this, but like the second Ring of Power is like the only one I know, but I love that one. Okay. 
That's my. So I probably should check out more, but. Oh yeah, you got it. The the I guess you would call it an EP or a demo that trip to depressive autumn. That's my one right there because that there's moments that it sounds like obituary and then it sounds like uh, pure death doom and then it just gets into their weirdo. Mo- if you know second really? power, you know that they get they get kind of weird. Yeah, you know <laughs> they're pulling in a lot of stuff on sec- second ring of power is like times a million of what they can do. So that's a that's personally that's my favorite unholy at the moment too. But uh, trip to depressive autumn was my first peak at, at unholy so that was a demo too, or ep it's a i guess it's a demo i guess you would call it a demo man it, it okay. came out on wild rags it came out on cassette on wild rags yeah and this band that i'm going to talk about now they're called funeral cult they're polish death doom and they when i wanted to find bands that sounded like unholy after i overdosed on them this was kind of like in, in my search this was something that kind of picked up on the same vibe i'm going to murder the the name of the, of the <laughs> album it's because it's Polish, it's Korowody Sieni by Funeral Cult, and it's just like if you're a fan of Unholy and you like the those weird gothic realms that enter Death Doom every now and then, with even like clean chants, you know, and just like really great leads, you're gonna you're gonna absolutely love that. That's something yeah. I was hearing a lot of that on Foreverglade. I was hearing a lot of that.
funeral cult. Yeah, I definitely never heard of that one. Yeah, man, check that out. Uh, I I got a I got a I told you I got a list of like twelve or thirteen. Dude, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's awesome, man. I mean, like I said, like I. I guess I still got to go through a lot of the big ones and shit, but like, yeah. I love, dude, I'm like you, like if you can give me some stuff that I've never heard of, <laughs> even, you know, like I'm, I'm down to check that out. So that's what just going to go on the list. Yeah. What I wanted to do with you is I, I've mentioned a lot of like the foreground, like funeral doom and death doom. So I wanted to get really like obscure with yeah. that I had anything. Cause I had a, an interview with Ken the other day and I name dropped some stuff. So I just want to, I wanted to drop some others that I forgot on for sure that. So the third one would be this one is like getting still getting heavy plays for me. It's called Entorment. They are some death doom from Spain. The the demo is called Lamentations, and it's like if you dig uh, worship, last tape till doomsday. If you dig stuff like that, it's just like the tempos on this are extremely slow. Like it's, mm. but it it just has that atmosphere. It's and it's from Spain, which is super cool to me. So that's some some really good death doom. I would. I would say death doom, not funeral doom. then my fourth one would be i actually got uh this this one came from uncle ken uh, from ken's death metal crypt he uh i was chatting with him one i think we were having a private chat and he was just like hold on a second and he like he moved out of frame and he grabbed a tape from his like fucking from his extreme collection of yeah. the wall of tapes he has and he played he played it for me like live in, in the stream and i already liked it <laughs> even off of the stream I, I fucking was in love with it so it's a it's a band from uh switzerland called sadness okay and it's his eodipus is the name of the demo from eodipus 19- eodipus yeah from 1992 and this is um i feel like i, I sent this to derek uh, from Dream and Ending, I, I thought he would like this. This has a lot of like goth, new wave uh, 
mm. vibes in in the death doom it's death doom but it has a lot of that kind of like you know just that you could tell they were listening to death doom and if you look at their their pictures they look like they were a straight up like new wave band really yeah yeah they look like <laughs> they were listening to like christian death or or, or some stuff like that or yeah like 4ad kind of kind of stuff so and that's a demo yeah, yeah, this is their 1992 demo. Iota. You can probably find it like on Ken's YouTube page or something like that. I I don't know if he's uploaded this, but he, oh okay. Pick this one. He's he's always like, I know you like that weirdo stuff, so I thought I'd check <laughs> this. So yeah, Sadness, great fucking band. Like uh, that sounds intriguing, man. I'm definitely checking that one out. And I know that because I of course like I I ventured further into their discography. Their full lengths. They just they just get weirder and weirder and, and the the new wave influence just is more and more you know you could name drop stuff like my dying bride also with gothic elements too to that but like yeah so they're full yeah. they're full lengths just they just bridge that gap even more so And then my next thing is this is this is one of my favorite places to listen to any sort of doom from. It's uh, Razalgethi from Italy. It's Italian funeral doom. Really? Yes. And uh, wait, wait, maybe spell that one. That one's kind of yeah. R A S Raz and then Algethi. It's A L G E T H I Razalgethi. Okay. And uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I really don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Italian funeral doom, and I'm a lover of any sort of Italian doom or anything from Italy because I love Paul Chain. I love uh, Mortuary Drape, mm. Death SS, anything like that. Just the the occult vibes of that. For uh, they just they just do it right for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So, but this is funeral doom, and this is I would say this is for fans of skepticism. If you're oh. 
dude. So I was just I was just talking to somebody about this band only because uh, you know, they put out like a new one this year. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I like that. And so I went back to the first album, and I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, um, Stormcrow Fleet. Yes, yes, yes. dude. I was I, fucking blown away by that. <laughs> so goddamn good. I, I, I was just, I was talking to Derek actually, and I was like, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but something about the riffing. Oh. Probably the riffing's the wrong word, but maybe it's more like with the keys and all that shit. But it's like, it's got such a like power to it, and such like a. Ma- majestic I, dude i don't know how to explain it but it really fucking hit me good man it hit me hard yeah as it should man and and when you had mentioned also another thing like that you another idea was like stuff to listen to around this time storm yeah that cover has an orange figure on it you know it's just <laughs> this orange face on the side i don't know what it is but i definitely like to listen to that album around this time you know yeah, Star dude. Fleet. That was what I was gonna choose as like the October album is. is Fuck yeah. Fleet. I I would like to think that their songwriting starts off with those crazy organs and then they just like riff around it because that's what it. Yeah. It sounds like supremely. It has a dark ambient kind of vibe to it, and it's just like the perfect. Uh, just ingredients for funeral doom. It's just like everything that you that you would want out of a funeral. I really love, yeah. Anytime you throw in some organs, I mean, that just like puts it over the edge for me. So like that, yeah, dude. I, I was like, why did I not hear about this band <laughs> for earlier? Like, are they are they a known band or like? Well, they're one of those Finnish legends. I would I would mm. I would put them together with Thurgothen. To be honest, I, I wouldn't be able if I was speaking on Thurgothen. I'd have to mention skepticism, you know, because. They're equally as important to Funeral Doom. Yeah. And it's like yeah. that organ sound is just so iconic. And yeah, they just know how to do it. It sounds like a fucking funeral. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. Yeah, because I noticed the date on it was like pretty early too. So I, I don't know. Like they must have been the same. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Same time frame kind of. They're, they're finished. Yeah, 95. Yeah, but their okay. demos even date back like uh, they're... And their demos, if like it, it's those album songs, but lo-fi quality, and I absolutely love that. Okay, okay, I'll check that out too, man. Yeah, that you got to definitely check out their first demo, and they have a seven-inch as well. And it's okay. like, yeah, skepticism is supremely important. I have some organs on the on on Foreverglade, and that was definitely a nod to skepticism. But yeah, it, if if you have overheard your skepticism, definitely check out Raz Algethi because. That uh, Oblita Divinitas, I'm murdered. <laughs> that has that just complete organ assault is going to be coming at you, and and it has it's the same vibe, same slow tempos. Hmm. You just like the melodies are just they just come crushing through everything. So that was that that's something else I tripped up on. That sounds great. Yeah, it's 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 awesome stuff.
one more question yeah. before you go on. So I didn't listen to anything else from skepticism. Is it worth going oh, through the rest of their shit? Hell yeah. Hell okay. <laughs> I think that the EP after Stormcrow Fleet is called Ethere. E-T-H-E-R-E. Damn, that's some good stuff. And then okay. I actually have the, the CD of one of my favorite of, of their more like, I guess it would be middle albums. It's called uh, Pharmacon. Damn, that's really, okay. that's a really good. It's only out on CD. And yeah, it's called Pharmacon. And that's a really good, like, I think it, what year is it? I'm, I'm trying to, it's definitely not the 90s, I don't think. Maybe it could be 99 or something, but it's one of their later albums, I would say. That's that's really good. I, I would check them. If you like Stormcrow Fleet, they kind of just, they hit the spot for that vibe. Okay. All their albums. And I haven't, awesome. I haven't had a chance to check out their new album, sadly, but I really would like to check it out. Another yeah. thing I would, I would note, I'm sure this has been spoken of before, is esoteric. I would kind of put them in the same kind of vibe as like when I hear storm, uh, skepticism, I want to hear esoteric as well. So yeah, and that's a band I am at least a little familiar with, like their last album, and then there was an earlier one. God, maybe some flames on it or something, orange and yellow kind of tones. I forget the name, but. Maybe with an M shit. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, that the, the name escapes me, but that's an, their early stuff. And then I have here Subconscious Dissolution by them on C. I have that, that CD right next to my Skepticism CD. So okay. they're always together. I'm always listening to both of them together, kind of. They kind of hit the same. I think obviously Esoteric is, gets very weird. You know, they they love to mess around with effects. And they, all, yeah. they also pick up on that kind of disembowelment vibe for me as well. To have yeah. that kind of like almost aquatic uh, get a uh, clean guitar over their doom so that i would i would put those two guys together for sh- for for damn sure so yeah right um i guess uh the, oh the next thing I, i'm happy we got to touch on to to this location because i really i'm i'm uh so so happy for this is uh it's called on silence shadows cast in stone they're from uk they're from, on silence yeah shadows cast in stone and if you're a fan of the peaceville three my Dying Bride, you know, Paradise Lost, Anathema, you're going to fucking love this shit. Like er, the early eras of the, of the Peaceville 3. Okay. So, and um, I might also note that the Forever Glade font was inspired by the font on this demo, Shadows Cast in Stone. It's like... Oh, nice. So that's a bit... It's like... I love the early Peaceville 3. Like I love the My Dying Bride demos. You know, towards the sinister that influence a lot hmm. of stuff on on Foreverglade. So if if you dig those earlier realms before they were really polished and before they ventured off into their gothic, you know, yeah, this is like just straight up death doom. You know, you I've never listened to like like my dying bride's demos. Ah, oh, yeah, you got to check out <laughs> sinister man. Okay, I'm writing all this shit down, man. <laughs> a fucking list. <laughs> you heard as the flower withers, right? As the flower. Withers. Yeah, that, yeah, that, for sure. There's, there. I just feel like there's so many choir synths on that towards the sinister demo. It's kind of like this ongoing like uh, vibe in all the songs, and I love choir synths. And oh yeah, that's just that's in that that whole demo towards the sinister and. The the second single we dropped for Foreverglade, Merc Above the Dark Moor, is completely inspired by Towards the Sinister by uh, My hmm. Dying Bride. That that whole demo just uh yeah, it tripped me out, man. It made me it made <laughs> it made me really fucking inspired. So yeah. Is uh is, do you have a favorite of the of the uh, Peaceful Three? I think is it them or 
it's so hard because say. it's always switching up on it. It's always switching up on me, really. I mean, I I guess I who I place who I have the most releases physically of is my dying bride, of course, because I just feel like, but I feel like that's such an easy thing to say. I've <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of anathema right now, like the silent enigma. That, yeah, that's been fucking getting a lot of plays around here, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of plays and um. I had never went down the Anathema Road, and like just recently, I've been spending some time on like the first four or five of them, and like what's that fucking Pentecostal EP? Or, or, oh my God, yes, that's <laughs> Pentecostal. I couldn't believe it, you know. And uh, yeah, the Silent Enigma that came right after, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Just, yeah, that one blew me the fuck away are, too. I was just like, man, those are both like brothers. Those two releases, it's like, yeah, they're both the same kind of. That's kind. That's kind of a lot what I've been listening to lately, as well. Okay, but I mean. For Forever Glade, it was de- definitely, I was like just obsessing over the early My Dying Bride stuff for sure. Yeah. But okay. uh, but nowadays, yeah, it's, I think Anathema is really getting a lot more just because just because th- I hadn't ventured really for past the uh, Serenades kind of era. And I and I love their uh, Crestfallen EP and I mm-hmm, love Serenades, mm-hmm. but I was not as adventurous enough to. To see what was next, you know. So that's kind of what right. what I'm on right now. So definitely, Silent Enigma and the Pentecost three, I guess, is what it's. I have. Yeah, yeah, LP. that's it. Yeah, I have them both on LP. I'm, they've been getting a lot of spins, man. A lot, a lot of the, those like weird, clean like uh, vocals that that that's really hitting me right now. To be honest with you, so yeah, so, yeah. okay. Yeah, maybe it might end up on Future Worm. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, well, because you had something little there. Yeah, that, on this one, <laughs> it's, a, it's a sign of the future, the, the things yeah. to come. Maybe who knows? Right, right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, anything that's inspired by the Peaceful Three and it's from the UK on Silence for sure. Anybody who's a fan of of that, check that out. So most definitely, and I would. That was a uh, full length, or I guess it's a. Because all these, some of these are just just came out on tape, so I don't really know. Mm, I don't, okay, I don't really know if that's a demo. smaller release though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something small. Yeah, it's a uh, shadows cast in stone. And then my next thing would be 
this band called Salem, and it's an album called Kaddish. It's they're from Israel. They're death doom from Israel. Oh shit! And they they venture off into those also gothic realms, just like My Dying Bride and the Peaceful Three Wood. And I'm really geeking up on them now. As a matter, of, it's like, and also if you're a fan of Unholy too, like I would even because they get they get pretty weird. And they're one of those bands that they actually don't for for death doom. They have their their vocals are in the higher register, and I mm. really I really like that. Like most of the stuff is like. It almost sounds like black metal shrieks, but really, yeah, that's 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 something that I'm I'm really happy that I found. And you don't hear a lot, man, from Israel. That's that's cool. And it's yeah, and I'm I'll tell you what, they hit it right on the money with that that theme sound, man. You, I don't even you, it would sound like it could be from like the UK or something, man, because it's, huh. it's 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 perfect. It's oh shit, okay, okay. Salem, I like it. Salem Kaddish, man. Get, I got the tape recently, and I'm so happy about that. So yeah. Uh, definitely bridging the gap be- like it's it could be death doom it could be black doom I, it's kind of like unholy mm. it's like it's getting it's a hybrid there you don't know what to what category to put it on so yeah that's right that's something very 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 cool Another one would be Argentum, Ad Interitum Funebrarum. They're they're Black Doom, strictly Black Doom from Mexico, and uh, they're, they're of course another '90s band. And and a big thing for me is they have really eerie keyboards in their death in their Black Doom, and I oh, really nice. like that. Just tastefully, the keyboards are done tastefully. It's yeah, not- dude. Whenever you mention something where if it's got like the organ shit or like <laughs> yeah. keyboards, like I'm gonna check it out real fast. Oh, man, you gotta check this out because the keyboards are prominent on this, and but it's yeah. not symphonic. You know, it's done in a very primitive, uh, atmospheric uh, senses, and it, 
have you ever heard of cenotaph yeah, yeah yeah well it's like imagine if cenotaph was black was like black doom and it huh, just was okay. crazy keyboards all over this like crazy organs crazy like yeah just choirs and stuff i i found this this is one of my most recent finds so i'm still like really excited about this and what was the name it was some uh it's kind of longer it was our the the band name is argentum and it's ad interitum funebrarum that's their first okay. that's a full length for sure it's not a demo it's a it's okay a, and it's it's straight up black doom i i could not call it death doom it's just yeah black doom right right so, yeah it's perfect it's if you like uh unholy and if you like stuff like samael um just anything kind of in in that realm with just like shrieks uh, but with yeah. doomier vocals it's that's your and definitely eerie keyboards beautiful keyboards everywhere nice coming to the end of my list over here um, <laughs> we got uh dead serenade uh sorrow breeds this is a demo and this is death doom from illinois and indiana it has members from november's doom okay and avernus and uh, as well as well november's doom laceration is an earlier incarnation of november november's doom so that's something to really trip out on if you like just straight up death doom from the u.s is from the 90s of course dead serenade sorrow breeds this is really cool i i found out about laceration from uh ken's death metal crypt that was one of the things that i was tripping out on through Gloomlord. and this is so that way so so laceration was pre-dead serenade uh laceration was pre-november's doom which, oh, which okay. is which is also uh dead serenade i guess members I members of you. november's doom is in so yeah yeah, so it's a, it's a tongue twister there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Dead Serenade Sorrow Breeds, it's like just pure uh, death doom. Just okay. full on death doom.
And I, I would think my, my last pick, and since you're geeking out on uh, skepticism, uh, this is band called Mordor. They're Swiss, black. Like Lord of the Rings Mordor? Or? <laughs> I, would, I would think so. They're, they're Swiss, okay. Swiss black funeral doom is what they were listed as, which is fucking amazing. But uh, <laughs> and it's their release called Sesde. I'm going to have to spell it out. It's C-S-E-J-T-H-E. And they're kind of... Uh, in that skepticism kind of realm, I would it would almost be like dark ambient or something, but it has crazy organs. The tempo is super slow, and it just it's just very has a very occult vibe to it. So Mordor. Whenever I want to get any inspiration for any keyboards that I have to do for Worm, that's what I've been playing. Hmm. So it's actually Black Funeral Doom is what it's listed as, which is really cool to me. So yeah, you don't see that too much. Not at all. I was very fortunate enough. Uh, I've become very close friends with Mark Riddick. I don't want to name drop like, <laughs> but uh, he sent me the original cassette, and I it completely like made my my life. So oh, that's I, so cool, man. <laughs> that would be the last thing that I that I'll mention. Yeah, Mordor. Great. All I know about Mark is like whenever I order something from him, that dude just sends so much shit. Like <laughs> all the the promo, right? Or just he just add, he loves to throw in. He's a very generous guy, man. He's yeah, extra shit every time. It's just like, man, I would have paid you for this, like extra CDs or whatever, man. It's just it's cool. What a cool dude. I don't know why he's that nice, to be honest, man. He, but he's really nice, man. He's just yeah. like, he he actually um, I sent him a because I've been sending promo copies of of Forever Glade with like with an alternate like tape insert mm. to close buds. And yeah, I, I sent it to him because he's always so generous with me. He's always he's sending me stuff. If if I chat with him and, and Ken on like a 
vid chat or something, he'll take note of something that I'm looking for and he'll send me the physical release of it and it'll just trip me out. I won't even know until <laughs> it's in front of my door. You know, and that's so cool. Yeah. So I had to send him an early copy of Forever Glade and yeah, man, he he he's he sent me back like a bunch of great stuff like after that, man. He's just just a super generous guy. And he he called me when after he heard the tape to just tell me how much he liked the record and that meant a lot to me. So Oh, that's awesome. Shout, shout man. out to Mark Riddick. He's like, I couldn't text you, man. I had I had to just call you and tell you <laughs> how, how awesome the record was. So I was just like total like great guy all around. Yeah, and, and, that's and, so awesome to hear. He's a fucking legend too. So it's like, oh, great, dude. The artwork, fucking. I mean, the, I've been listening to his new album a shit ton. I mean, everything that guy does, I just, yeah, dude, I, I love that dude. I don't, I don't know him, but I love everything he does. Yeah, he's a, and and if you were to ever know him, as great as his stuff is, he's as much of a nice guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you would expect someone with that kind of like resume, you know, to just to just like. He doesn't have time for stuff like that, but he's (laughs) just, he's a great dude, man. And that just, it speaks volumes. And that's, that's just, it's awesome to just even for him to even know that worm exists, you know? So, yeah. So that's just, that just blows my mind, you know? Oh, hell yeah. That's so cool. That dude, I can't wait to check out these, this fucking list though, man. man. That's a long, good list. (laughs) Do you spend most of your time like on digging into like the, you know, the old, the old, artifacts or or like you know what's the ratio of like checking out the newer stuff or like the older stuff i think for for sure when it comes to what i would like to be inspired by worm is i would never want to step on anyone's toes that's a modern peer of mine so i would never want to be influenced by someone that is already like that's prominent at the moment i would never want to kind of like do that to them so yeah for for but i respect all modern bands that are out right now doing anything i have complete and total support but for when it when it comes to what i need to add into the worm formula i i kind of like have to, I, I like to search the depths if you will i like to really <laughs> look for stuff that that doesn't really have that much kind of love you know that doesn't that isn't really prominent and i like to look for for stuff that i'm not really hearing to geek out on so i think right. i think like searching for like stuff that i named right there that's kind of that kind of is what inspires me for worm for for worm not as a listener in general but for what's going to come into the worm kind of like a formula yeah so most definitely it's going to be a lot of like older stuff i'm constantly if like i said earlier like if i find if i find a release i really like i'll look at the label that released it or I'll look at the band members and see what other side projects they have. And it'll just be like a long tunnel <laughs> from there on out. And before I know it, I'll find myself with like 20 tabs open on my yep. computer <laughs> with just like new demos that I found that I'm just going to have to look on Discogs to see if they're for sale because <laughs> I have to buy them, you know? Right. So that's kind of like, that's that's the kind of stuff that kind of gets me excited is just stuff like that. But Oh, yeah, I totally get it. And like, I I always want to spend more time on the older shit. Like on the podcast, we'll talk a lot about the new stuff. And then we usually try to focus on some old stuff, too. Yeah. But it's it's hard to keep up with both. You know, like you kind of I kind of like to see what's coming out always. But I also I always want to like go down a rabbit hole of something older. Like because there's I mean, you're never going to get caught up. Like, 
with all the older shit, you know? So when I, when I, to me, I like to get back to that stuff. Yeah. When I think that I found everything, something just comes along and kicks my ass. And then I just know <laughs> that there's just so much, there's just a well of knowledge of just when it comes to just all sorts of extreme metal, man. And a lot of those just demos that are just lost in time that they, they, they need attention because they deserve it, you know? So that's kind of, I would, that's just what I, I geek out on. Yeah. Anyway, man. And that's why like Ken's death metal crypt is just something that is just very important. I'll name drop him again. It's just like for younger dudes like me, I wouldn't, his channel might be for some demos might be the only thing that's like that you can hear from those demos. Cause he just mm -hmm. physically has it, you know, if not, you would never be able to, you would never be able to find that on YouTube, you know? So th these are just, to me, these are treasures, you know, that are just so hard to come by. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of wh where I'm at when it comes to, that's the stuff that really inspires me to be honest, man. I, I i yeah totally and dude <laughs> i was just thinking the other day, like like uh fucking one of the coolest people in metal someone like uh like a ken from ken's death metal oh, yeah. like people who are just you know like a hundred percent passion yeah. like that's the people i fucking love like i don't read a lot of reviewers or stuff but there's there's certain ones where it's like you you can tell they're just fucking they're in it for life. They've been doing it yes. forever. Like that, those are the people, man. <laughs> yeah. Talk about talk about aging gracefully. He's still, <laughs> if not back, he's as excited as he was back then about stuff. And I just, I I gotta give it up to him, man, because he he gets stuff all the time. You know, he gets people sending him stuff, and he really takes the time to listen to everything and to just give you a genuine uh, review of yeah. it. You know, I can't even imagine the amount of packages that guy gets from just <laughs> new new bands or just bands from the past that just want him to know that they exist. So it's just like, and I was one of those bands, you know, I, before me and Ken became buddies, I was like, if, if, if Ken could just hear my band, it would just be, it would just make my life. And now I'm buddies with this guy. So it's, it's, a, <laughs> so it's cool. a total trip, but for sure, I look up to someone like him because when I'm his age, I just, I want to be as excited about metal as he is, man. I know. I, I think about that all the time because sometimes I'll do like, a, I'll do an interview with like, a, a you know, someone in a band who's in the, who's older and like, you know, a lot of the time, you know, it's fine. They don't, they don't check out anything else. They're not really, they're not invested in it anymore. But once in a while you get the, those guys that are older like that, that still are. And it's like, it's a weird, inspiring kind of thing. It's just like, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to turn into someone who's just, you know, you, you know what I mean? It, I, I just, it's always, I love that dude, when someone's, it's they, they stick with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's people like that that make you like check yourself. It's like sometimes <laughs> yeah. he's even more inspired than me about like stuff. Like, <laughs> I got to keep up. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> right. it's great. It's great to, to have someone like that. Uh, just around man it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing so it's yeah. just like total props to ken's death metal crit because hell yeah a lot of that enters the worm formula too man a lot of a lot of his uploads and and they will continue to because he hasn't even scratched the surface of his collection yet man he's got <laughs> he's got plenty of stuff to share still you know insane yeah <laughs> Oh, all right, man. I mean, uh, I think we hit most of the the big stuff. Is anything else you want to like throw out there? Anything like that? Or uh, I would just, I just want to thank you for for uh, 
choosing Worm to do this, man. I was really stoked on doing this. I, I, I really was looking at the previous bands that you've interviewed, and I was just more than happy to just be a part of, of, of this thing. And I, and I hope maybe we can, we can chat some more, you know, some other time, man. So, I, oh yeah, just honored that you that you chose Worm to, to interview today, man. Just pick my brain and allow, allow me to just share these weird uh demos that i had over here <laughs> i'm just i'm happy about that man yeah man well i, I fucking appreciate it. i loved it and like like i said like you know i just i've been listening to that album so many so much like that's basically how i decided like like who do i want to interview man like i've been listening to that album fucking endlessly like i you know we gotta <laughs> dig into this and Hell yeah you know so tons of fun man definitely gonna have to do it again for for sure man on the next one man we gotta I will say this. I will end it on this, I guess. Like, uh, there were tracks that didn't make the cut of Foreverglade, and I'm finalizing them for an EP that should release fairly soon after, you know, Damn. given, given <laughs> the, the pressing plant delays. But there's definitely some stuff that didn't make the cut of Foreverglade just because it would have been a long-ass album. So yeah, yeah. expect, expect a, an EP very soon. Maybe we can chat about that and those influences when it comes out for sure yeah man for sure that sounds like a nice little cassette right there a nice little oh, two track oh yeah <laughs> oh, awesome man well yeah dude again big time appreciate it. everybody go fucking I, I think you can you can pre-order it right now yeah yep. yeah uh forever glade by the time this comes out probably be another week or so so it'll be coming close to when that thing comes out so get on that man for awesome, sure man. yeah great talking to you dude